Hey bro, when I get the call from the coach and he tells me to go into the game and I get on the sideline and I do my warm up, a vigorous warm up in front of all the ladies and I get hot and sweaty just the way they like me. Before I run onto the field I think to myself I can either shy away from the confrontation or I can meet it head on. And then I think to myself what would Coda Nessa do? And I think Coda would put on his terry tailing hat and a smile and not much else, and tie me to a chair and smother me in honey, and show me pictures of chocks duck, which is a little bit like a choc chup, and then it makes me all hot and steamy, just like the ladies like me, and Coda too. And then I think, holy shit, Channel 9's recording this bro, what was I thinking? Don't listen to, don't listen to Channel 9, don't even watch it, just listen to This Week in League, bro. This week in league, Canberra Milk cancel production of Lime Green Milk and move to production of Lime Green Cruises. We get Sunny Bill's thoughts on all things Rally Tower. Breaking, rugby league fans don't give a single solitary fuck what some sparkly twilight vampire lesbian bookmaker thinks about rugby fucking league. And we review the first round of the 2013 NRL season. All that and more, this week in league. Welcome to episode 111 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, um, last week's episode went down very well. Thanks once again to Matt for coming on. He was and partially right, uh, though, in what he said when there was a lot of who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are people just being coy? Yeah. Everyone watches that show. And What's it called again? And some people just be fuckheads too. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah on purpose fuckheads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, but then there's a lot of people, you know, he picked up a lot of new followers and I'm sure he's really going to hate us for that down the line when they just keep, you know, now they know he's a Canberra fan. Yeah. That's going to keep slamming him and, you he's, know, if Canberra have a shit year. I suspect his, uh, his lifespan on Twitter is going to be short-lived. Either that or his block button will get a workout. How about his Logie nomination? Yeah, very good. As we expected, he got a Logie nomination. Can't believe he hasn't won an Oscar yet, but anyway. And the beautiful, baby steps, baby steps. Well, the beautiful thing about the Logies as well is that um, the nominations, while they are based on merit, I believe, the actual winners, not so much, because it's like a, it's a publicly voted thing, so I think it's really who's, whoever slams it the most wins. And Dr. Sexy has got to be the most popular man in that category. He has some competition from uh, Lockie Hume, who played uh, Kerry Packer in that uh, in How's That. He was a very flashy role, you know. Yeah. You know, lots, he did of, a great job. Lots of, lots, you know, like fucking this and, you know, lots of swearing. In he it, was you no know, DK so, Lily, though. Oh, he's not, exactly. He's no DK Lily, but, um, you know. And what about the, the character? What about the character method acting that Lenevere showed by growing that moustache and that rug, that shag pile on his chest for that role? Oh, he debunked that that was, you know, any real issue, any difficulty to grow. Apparently, it's still there. I mean, I, you know, I guess we'll have, you know, you'll have to watch some of your topless beach running scenes. <laughs> well, I've got those. I, I just play those on loop at home, naked. But whatever. Anyway, the point is, uh, when Logie stuff comes out, we'll get a bit push behind him as well because you know who wouldn't want you know one of our own to win? Yes. You know, against the odds, and, Aussie you know, Battler. There's every chance he could be wearing a this week in league hat on stage, accepting <laughs> a Logie. Yeah. Because hats yeah. go down well on the red carpet. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll totally not happen at all. But <laughs> okay, um. Now uh, we'll we'll get into this issue more as it, as we get into the show, but um, Rally Tower, 
Fuck, how fucking good is it? <laughs> well, not very in the implementation currently in the, in, in place at the Broncos. Was it the most cringeworthy uh, event on the weekend? For for maybe for Broncos fans, for me, it was one of the funniest things, one of the best nights I've ever had, and probably the best, the most fun time I've had at a game outside of a grand final. And even then, it may have even been more fun than that. You know, we had a, a great special guest last week, and uh, you know, no doubt Matt will be on the show again. And uh, we'd be happy to have him. But if we could get the motherfucker that was responsible for pushing the button to show that stupid fucking video on the big screen at Suncorp Stadium with those boys waving those rally towels, um, I'd I'd really love to talk to that person. Yeah, well, the point, the, the thing, the thing that I want to bring up is that uh, then the demand started. You know, when are we going to get a this week in league rally towel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The answer is. Sooner rather than later. Up to you guys, seriously. And I'm thinking that this, you know, this, this might be a, you know, a, a next, the next toe in the water thing. Uh, we created this week in uh, in league rally towel, and uh, you know, what people will be rallying at games with it. You know, it's up to them. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe they'll just use it for what I heard possible uses of the Broncos rally towel. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> we should put our faces on it. Yeah, then yeah, then it'll definitely get used for some of those things that people are talking about. Um, just uh, what else? I uh, saw a tweet come through from um, Aussie One 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 Nine Eight said that we didn't we mentioned. I know we mentioned the shoulder charge. It was in that quick fire thing with the ticking clock that that um, three people found. Well, yep. four four people found annoying um, out of the thousands that downloaded the episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we didn't really go into it too much, but I mean, I thought that our our, our thoughts were pretty clear from the when we were trolling John Orchard. Uh, the doctor who pushed for the the ban of the shoulder charge, um, trolling him during the All Stars game, uh, I, th- I thought it was pretty clear what what our what our thoughts were on the subject. But um, and I, I mean I'm sure we've spoken about it. Was it on the cars late last year or something? I, I feel like it's a conversation that you and I have had. Uh, we may have had the conversation. I don't think it was on air. Yeah. Okay. Is that chocolate over there? Yes. Right. You may have some later. Okay. Tell me about the fucking shoulder charges first. No, no, I think I think I made my thoughts, my personal thoughts, pretty clear. I, I'm going to miss it. I think it's a shame that they went down that path without consulting any of the players. Um, and as I said last week, I, I can understand the reasons behind it, and it's against future litigation and all the rest of it. But it certainly does take away uh, an element of the game, and and one that's very, very popular with the fans and is quite spectacular to watch. So. Um, I don't know if it's going to come back though. I don't think it's a, you know they've no, gone too no, far down the path now to turn back. So it's, you can't you can't unring that bell. No. So it's, I don't think it's going to come back. I mean the litigation thing. I understand people saying that, but on the other hand, I also have the opinion like you know the NRL has to register contracts, and you could easily have a standard clause in every contract that says this is a fucking contact sport. I, you know, the person signing this contract hereby submit and waive. All rights to future litigation, resulting from potential injuries, blah blah. You know, through my career playing, blah blah. You know what it's I mean? a possibility. Um, whether there's any legal loopholes, etc. I don't wear a fancy well, wig, and I'm by no means. Uh, well, let's face it, contracts smart. don't mean shit. So yeah, in exactly. Like play, so. so you know, maybe they might need to, uh, you know, jazz them up a bit more. But um, yeah, and. Oh, you know, I'm against it too. And it's funny because you see, there were so many things, you know, through the first round even that you go, well, that's a shoulder charge. There was a few, there was a few touch and go. Yeah. For sure. So, 
you know, it's, it's proving hard to police because, you know, you can make, it seems that you can make a real cursory effort of just, you know, just sticking your arms out, sort of yeah. a little bit like shoulder charge and then wrap, wrap them up straight afterwards. Yeah. And it's like, there was oh, also was some textbook that. shoulder charges from players that clearly forgot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no heat at the moment, which and, is going to happen. And let's face it, you know, they're trained like, you know, 18 years to, you know, they're a young player. Exactly. If they're an old guy like, you know, someone like Gal, you know, yeah, he's been doing it for, you know, ages. So, last week we had the ticking clock, four people found it annoying. Guess what? Here it comes again. Got a couple of quick points to get through this week, and obviously it won't be as long as last time, but um, suck it up. SBW, OMG, voiceover. Cringeworthy. Fucking one of the worst things on the Worst industry. initiative uh, in television history. It's up there with, uh, you know, Billy Idol halftime show. Yes. Um... Just, just the cringeworthy, you know, any any number of things that happen on the footy show, in the history of the footy show. Uh, yeah, not good. Okay, Tom Waterhouse. Uh, happy, I'm, a, I'm an avid gambler. I'm possibly one of the people that should really listen to the gamble responsibly line. Uh, don't really need Tom Waterhouse rammed down my neck. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I am so glad that I was at the Manly game on Friday night and didn't have to sit through it live because nearly all of the tweets that we got were either about Tom Waterhouse or they, you know, there was a quarter of them that were about the game and then hash, fuck Tom Waterhouse. Or, exactly. you know, fuck Tom or, you know, fuck off Tom. or you know, Universally like hated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, <laughs> rally towel. <laughs> uh, possibly the worst marketing initiative uh, I can see the idea behind it. It's obviously been dragged out in NFL. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, are big behind yep. it. Uh, I, I get the idea, but they missed the mark grossly. You know, I think the idea is fine, and I don't think they missed the mark as badly. I mean, like I, th- I found it fucking hilarious um, because it wasn't my team. But um, I didn't miss the mark that bad. It's called a rally towel. So the idea, you know, to rally the troops when they need it. So a lot of people are like, oh, you know, why would they put it on after Manly to score a try? Well, because, you know, that's when the Broncos conceivably might need their biggest pick-me-up. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, you're not cheering for something they've I done I get where well, they're coming from, but it know. certainly looked like, and given the, the colour of the towels, uh, it did look like people were celebrating a manly try. Yeah, and there were yellow ones out. There were, like, yellow ones there, but there were a lot of maroon on one side with the very, you know, thin yellow thin yellow line of the, the Broncos logo, and then the other side was white, so they just looked like manly towels, and they seemed to be the ones on our side of the field, which made it even worse for them. Next, um, the New Zealand Warriors Twitter, did you see that? Yes. Hilarious. Sacked. Sacked. Now, I retweeted it. Old school retweeted it. So when they deleted it, it didn't disappear. A lot of people just you know, hit the normal retweet and it disappeared. Uh, long story short, after the Warriors game, the, um, the official New Zealand Warriors Twitter account said something, well, I don't have it in front of me, but there's something on the lines of, um, look, I'm just going to say what you're all thinking. That was a pretty mud performance. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, then, and so then about you know 30 minutes later maybe um, it sort of went around and people were slamming them and then they're like oh, okay the administer the, it literally said the administer in charge you know who sent that yeah. tweet is, you know has to personally apologise to the players blah 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 but um, it was very like funny to be fail. a fly on the wall in that one oh yeah and um, so the final quick point I've got for this week is uh, Shandor Earl's hair uh, looked like a very shady slightly sexy glass of Guinness with all that spray tan. It actually, yeah, with the spray tan, I mean, I think, wow, you know, I didn't I didn't think you were that dark. 
but there you go. And then the blade, obviously, the hair, you know, really made it even stick out even more. But, um, yeah, what are you thinking, man? But, you know, we're going to get to uh, more of the what are you thinking from the, the Dorgerson freaking triumvirate at the back of the field there for uh, the Raiders. Okay, clock stopped. Let's get on to proper news. Longer news. News without the ticking clock that you all love so much. Thurston has signed his life away to stay in North Queensland. Jonathan Thurston will stay at the Cowboys in what could be the richest deal in rugby league's recent history. They uh, confirmed that he would um, sign... Well, he's taken less money than Penrith were offering, apparently, although the actual amount that Penrith offered hasn't really been publicised. But he's going to be staying at the Cowboys through until the end of the 2017 season. Uh, Thurston said, My last contract was a tough decision, but nothing on this one. I'm delighted and relieved to get it out of the way so early in the season. I've got lifetime friends and best mates here in unfinished business. The last few weeks have been tough to come to this decision, but it's the right decision for me. So, um, Gary Ablett from the Gold Coast Suns. He earns $1.3 million a season at the uh, at the Suns there. Uh, Alessandro Del Piero earns $2 million a year with Sydney FC in the A-League. But uh, this one puts Thurston right up there as well. Um they're still finalising the third-party arrangements and, and things like that, but uh, yeah, big big resigning, and they're sort of talking about a million a million dollars a year. I heard it was slightly more, but he's yeah. um, like five over four years or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, arguably the best player in the game. Yeah, uh, certainly arguably. within the top three. He's, in, he's, he's and has been for you know, with all due respect to Ben Barber, who had a magnificent year last year. Um, Thurston's been at that level for quite a number of years now. He's certainly influential on in the outcome of, of games for his team too. Absolutely. So and no matter what team he plays for, better yeah. that, the Cowboys, Queensland or Australia. Yep, yep. Um, very deserved. It's good to see uh, the salaries for these, these top tier of players getting up around what I think they're, they're worthy of um, and deserve it of. So, um, you know, and it's good to see him show that loyalty as well. Uh, he could have taken more money to go to Penrith, but, um, you know, who wants to go to Penrith? Yeah, I mean, let's face it. You know, he's playing for the Cowboys now. Going to Penrith, you know, a team is just as just as crap. And um, you know, but why why do that? Play for a team that's crap, plus why you know move such a long distance and have to go through the problem of getting a new house and stuff like that? He could just stay where he is now and just do that. Yeah, I think the the roster that they've been assembling around him there in North Queensland is just about complete, and they're and they're ready uh, to really peak uh, probably this season, if not next. Um, and make a real tilt at the Premiership. And um, you know, I think they they have the squad to do it. Whether they can mentally get there is, is another thing, but it's it's all going to be off the back of Thurston, and it's good to see him show that loyalty, as I said. Yeah, and um, just go back, I mean, remember uh, that uh, Desi flew him down on a hush-hush visit to the Bulldogs as well. How the fuck they would have afforded him, considering the plays that they have already, would have been miraculous. But, I mean, the Cowboys have done a good job, um, you know, managing to keep... They're probably their three best players mm. together, or three, yeah, you know, three most highly priced players together with um, Matt Scott, uh, James Tamo, and and then now Thurston. Yeah, not so, to mention Matty Bowen off the back of that as well. Yeah, I mean Matty Bowen's probably coming down to the end, coming sure. t- towards the end, I'd say. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, you know, getting all of them. I mean, there was, you know, there was a time there where you know it was thought that maybe they wouldn't get any of them, exactly, or that you know Scott would end up at Parramatta or you know mm. Thurston at Penrith, or you know whatever, whatever. But um, the, the only other point I have to make on this one is that... The, did you watch the press conference? I watched some of it, yeah. I saw some... Specifically the highlights. I've never seen someone look so unhappy to get a million plus a year. Really? He was just... He was just monotone and just 
Uh, like he's, blank he's normally, face, just, I like, thought he cracked a few smiles and a, and a few laughs. He certainly seemed a lot more comfortable with it this morning on on the radio. He oh, was, now, uh, yeah. laughing up a storm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lamb, but. but that that first press conference, I was just like, yeah, it's um, you know, it looked like you have a bit happy to be there, mate. You know, oh, I didn't really have an issue. <laughs> with that, something to jam out of his donut. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Dorgerson running into some trouble already. With first round through, and as you know, the big Instagram party crew of Dorgerson, they've struck some trouble. And uh, Blake Ferguson and Josh Dugan have been stood down indefinitely for breaching the Raiders' alcohol policy. David Ferner left both players out of his lineup to play the Titans on Sunday as punishment for their indiscretions. Now, they posted this is the ridiculousness, the, the stupidity of these idiots posted pictures of on their Instagram accounts drinking alcohol on the roof of a residence on Monday night. And Dugan also compounded that by not turning up to training on Tuesday. He injured his ribs in the 32-10 loss to Penrith. Of course and, he did. And under club policy, is he's prohibited made out of from drinking. Paper mache. <laughs> yeah, he's once a tampon, always a tampon. He's played his game. Now he'll be out for a couple of weeks. Um, they're going to discuss their future long term uh, on Thursday this week. So you know, probably after you listen to this, we'll find out what's going to happen. But apparently, they um, their contracts are in jeopardy. And I heard that you know Dugan, you know, is looking like getting fired. And all together, all together, contract torn up. Yeah, and Fer- can't see that and, and Ferguson, if he doesn't get fired, he have to consider himself very lucky not to be. Ferguson, um, I just don't get where these guys are coming from, to be honest. Um, and with all due respect, and, and I know that we do have to wait for details, etc. But um, Dugan's been quick to play the troubled card. I've got some personal issues. Yeah, um, the barber card, I would call yeah. that. But with all due respect, you look at some of the things that Ben Barber's. Uh, alleged to have been dealing with um, a gambling addiction and also the, the breakup of his relationship which is affecting his ability to see his kids. Yep. Um, legitimate problems yep. as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Without knowing all the details about Dugan, I think he's suffering from a, a really nasty case of douchebag-itis. Yep. And you can't just go, oh, I'm troubled um, when really all you're guilty of is being a fuckwit. Well, he saw he saw how well that worked for, that worked for Barber as far as turning public sympathy around. But the problem is that, like you said, Barber actually seems to have some legitimate issues to deal with, um, not drinking on the roof, and his relationship is fucking perfectly intact. We saw well, Ferguson him, him in the picture Ferguson, on the roof. They, Ferguson they was on the roof too. Happier than ever. Exactly. They look like they had cushions up there. I mean, they were, they'd set themselves up a little fort on the fucking roof, <laughs> having a great time drinking their cruises. Pineapple cruises. Pineapple cruises. Drink of choice. Fucking just, just ridiculous. Well, I'm not saying he doesn't have personal issues, but and and it's you know it's his business whether they're disclosed publicly or not, but. Um, if no one's going to spell out to me exactly what his personal issues are, I'm going to just assume that he's just a fuckwit that can't take responsibility for his actions. Yeah, and Barber has his, you know, his his affiliation with the the, the Epic Bender crew, as they're known. And well, that, uh, Dugan's you know, a member of the Epic. That much I don't have sympathy as far as Barber mm. goes. Um, but Dugan's a member of the Epic Wanker crew, Population Two, him and Ferguson. Oh, uh, and. Uh, Shandy. Oh, Shandy. Yeah. Shandy's doing his best to crack in there too, just he's, quietly. He's trying hard. Throws the crowd, a, though. He was a mid-season buy last year. He's He seems like... I mean, he's trying to make, you know, little names for him and shit. Yeah. You know, he's Dorgerson and everything. He's trying to get, he's trying to get in there and contribute. Did, but did I didn't someone see have a tattoo? Roof. Did someone have a Dorgerson tattoo? Yeah, was that was that Shandor? Or did someone have a tattoo? If they did, I saw someone, but I don't know if it was photoshopped or what the fuck. Dude, that'd be if unfortunate. If that's Dugan, it would take a lot. It would take a lot to outdo... Ray Lewis's face on the inside of your thigh, as far yeah. as the worst fucking tattoo on your body. It's like if you're wearing but, boxes and you're hanging right, you're basically, you know, getting a gobby from Ray Lewis's 
Yeah. Yeah, and, essentially. And, you know, Ray Lewis, allegedly, guilty of stabbing people. Allegedly. Pretty yeah. sure Josh Dugan wants Ray Lewis to stab him in the anus with his penis. <laughs> so, the other point is that, um, that you know, Ferguson, you know, these guys of multiple times they've fuck it, they've had drinking issues and things like that and then Ferguson had the thing where he was at the music festival and he spat on someone and got ejected from the music festival and he's spitting on someone from the VIP or whatever uh, their excuses have not really washed with uh, the hierarchy at the Raiders um, they're going to deliberate and um, yeah the funny thing Douchebaggerson that should be the name of their fucking group just the epic cockhead crew or whatever. You know, it's really easy um, now there was, I want to read the thing about this article here. There's a, they've got a quote here from a Raiders fan of 20 years. Uh, Sarah Wilson, the name is, said she would be returning her entire family's memberships. She'd been forced to hide the paper from her 10-year-old son. And she said, this is a quote, When we received the Canberra t- and Times this morning, I hid it because the picture of Dugan sticking his finger up is disgusting. Today is the actual date of Canberra's 100th birthday. My husband and I want to keep the paper and put it away. Wanted to keep the paper and put it away for the grandkids. Not only do I have to hide it from my son because that's Josh Dugan sticking his finger up with a bottle of alcohol, but it's ruined that momentous historical day. We debated heavily about whether to become members this year just because of the drama, the performance, the scandals, and the never-ending headlines. Round one, this has already happened. We've had enough, so we're done. So she said that was the morning paper, right? Right. Then, they, then, then whoever did this article saw fit to put a, a paragraph at the end that said, the Raiders said no one had handed their membership in on Tuesday as of 1.20pm. So they're just like, they're just like, this chick's wringing her hands and she didn't do a fucking thing about it. She's fucking lying. Um, I didn't know Amish people could read the paper. Seriously. I mean, yeah, the guy's a dick. Yeah. No question about it. But let's, you know, as far as public people just you know people members of the public that are fans and, and members of the Raiders I mean yeah. that's a bit precious to chuck all your memberships in yeah I agree okay the Sharkies well you know what can you say about Sharkies their situation just goes from bad to worse uh, I remember I was on the train or I was driving to the train station uh, to go into the Manly Broncos game on Friday uh, had been, been off Twitter for about 40 minutes got back on there and it was like just all hell had broken loose they'd been sacking people and standing down the coach and all that sort of shit it was crazy um, but that doesn't stop there their former venue security provider made direct payments to a Sharks player an unnamed Sharks player I believe at this stage in the belief that the arrangement was properly declared to the NRL so they officially requested e-group security to top up the salary of a player for the past two years. Um, the undisclosed figure was paid across 2011 and 2012, and that sort of thing happens a lot, and that's fine as long as they're under um, third-party or marquee payment deals, and they're permitted. But the Sharks failed to declare the payments while they were ongoing, and Damien Irvine only contacted Schubert early this year to inform them of potential oversight. And then another twist is that the security group have also begun moves to sue Cronulla for breach of contract after the club decided not to honour the final two years of their security deal for Shark Stadium in favour of a rival security firm. So, um... Who's the security at Shark Stadium? Yeah, well, yeah, now it's actually... Not doing say, a very fucking good job. They let a lot of Sharks fans in on the weekend. They do, they do. So, um, you know, considering everything else they've got, they've, uh, got going on there, they've got salary cap issues as well. And also, um, Tony Sage, the owner of Perth Glory, the A-League club, is uh, trying to get the ARL commission uh, to present Perth with the next NRL licence in an expanded competition, and he would welcome a relocated Cronulla franchise with open arms if they, for some reason, you know, based the fact that they have sponsors, blah, 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 if they folded in Cronulla. Um, 
this guy actually is a Cronulla fan, though. Um, it's where he's from. Uh, he grew up in Port Hacking. Uh, he's a Sharks man through and through, so he'd love to bring him over there and make him the Perth Sharks. Don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, then you got the you know, then you got all this you know the the anti doping stuff where I think the the is it three players on a team or two players on a team? Remember when uh, Rennie Matua was done? Yeah, there was uh, some suggestion that he was done for horsey go go juice, and it was actually clenbuterol. But yeah, there was the initial speculation was that he was done for equine uh, drugs. Yeah, well, I mean, been, most, so and and that sort of, of goes back. A lot back. of steroids are vet, are vet products, though. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, used to work with a lady that worked for a uh, equine supplies company, and What's she up? used to have a lot, a little. They used to have a little bit of a backdoor business to uh, juice heads. Yeah. For all the uh, horsey go go juice yep. that they used to inject into their rectums. Yeah. Thereabouts, I don't know where. Sounds sounds sexy when you say it like There's that. There's some very concentrated markets for that sort of product too. Yes, yes, there is. But Sharkies, the best thing that I saw on the weekend was the unity of the Sharks fans um, and the compassion by the rest of the rugby league community towards the Sharks fans um, for what their club's going through. It is uh, there is a lot yet to be played out in the in this pretty sordid little tale. Um, but at the moment, it looks like the, the players are banding together and the fans are banding around them and, and getting out there and supporting them, which is Can I just say, sign. I was one of those people that gladly supported the Sharks fans and everything and, and the club over the weekend. Yes, me too. But um, let me tell you, if it was fucking manly, no fucking way in hell. I saw a bit of a this. debate on Twitter saying if this was manly or the Bulldogs, Bulldogs or people and, like that. Bulldogs, I mean, I hate the Bulldogs, but I agree. It'd be, it'd or West Tigers. Same. I mean, people just can't handle success, no, see, Nathan. No, see, Tigers, you know, they had they didn't have a great year last year. They're Aussie Battlers, you know, like you say. Like you portray them in every episode Little of the show. Aussie Battlers trying to make their way in a tough, harsh world. Yeah, so they'd get away with it. Unsuccessfully. You know, I think the Storm and the Broncos, though, I don't think there'd be much sympathy there for those guys. Every other club probably would, you know, be, I don't think they'd be fairly South, whoa, wouldn't they cop it? You know, from East fans. <laughs> I mean, and you and me. Well, yeah. well, like I've, I've, I've plainly, I've, I've said time and time and again that the darkest day in, in Australian sporting history is you know April whatever nineteen ninety nine when they readmitted the competition. I mean, that's that's a fact. But um, they're the pride of the league, Nathan. It's not like South are going well, rugby league's going well. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and what's happened? South won their first game fairly comfortably. We got fucking drug issues. We got fucking. We got motherfuckers on roofs drinking cruises. Yeah, they were just drinking beer. No one said a word. Dare That's I say the real issue? Oh, I mean, I'll go so far as that. Possibly the most negative start year ever. <laughs> um, and just finally on the Sharkies, uh, David Givney, uh, the doctor. He'd worked for twenty-eight years at the club, and he was one of the guys axed by the wow. Sharks. And merciless. Yeah, yeah, merciless, all right. And um, he's also worked as New South Wales and Australian team doctor during his career. Uh, he is actually angry at the suggestions he failed to inform the club's board of suspect practices during Dank's time at the club. He was the guy who first questioned the controversial methods uh, from Dank's, and which has ultimately resulted in uh, Dank parting ways with the Sharks after less than three months. So he said, after meeting with my lawyer, I've decided to take legal action. I have no desire to do anything to harm the club, but I'm forced to leave matters in the hands of my lawyers at this time. And of course, the club has no money, so if he successfully sues them, um, he may harm the club. Well. And off to Perth they go. And he can be the club doctor there. Maybe. Win-win. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Round and round we go. Round and round we go. You know, I just have to get my phone out for this next one just to give a bit of a... Uh, so I can actually get the, the text of it. But um, 
people you know, people were getting very excited. I received this text like you know half a dozen times, and I received it in emails with people rewording it slightly and acting like they had a fucking like inside source into something. Yet every all the point dot points were exactly word for word. Um, so this uh, the text message was uh, from a guy who works at Fox Sports. That's the first two times I got it. Then I got then I you know I was, then I got it as you know from a guy that works inside of one of you know an NRL club. From a you know from blah blah you know all this bullshit. So uh, Newcastle are next. Apparently seven players to be suspended. Jeremy Smith spelled incorrectly. How can you misspell Jeremy? But you know will be exposed as the player who introduced Danks to the Sharks and Wayne Bennett. Manly have 17 players involved. Rumor has it they'll be stripped of 2008 and 2011 premierships. Although the Asada investigations only last two years, I believe. <laughs> so yeah, Menzies has rolled over to Asada. Des Hazel has been giving supplements to Manly and Canterbury players knowingly. Sharks are the first house of cards to tumble. Wouldn't surprise me. Manly's been a bunch of cheats for years. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, there's just so many. I mean, I don't want to. There's so many factual inaccuracies in there that this, if you're going to do a good sort of you know rumor mongering thing to spin it around, you just want to keep it to either facts that you can that are already out there to sort of give it a little bit of a, like legitimacy. And then the other ones are things that can't be easily, you know, readily disproved. And so, like, if you want to say someone was going to roll over on Manly, you just make it someone like, you know, someone Chris minor. Bailey. Yeah, Chris Bailey, you know, or, like, you know... Um, Daly Cherry Evans. But it has to be someone, it has to be someone from the last thing. When you say Beaver, who was employed by the club until the 31st of October 2008, and they're saying that stuff happened in 2009 to 2011, when he's probably spent about eight weeks in Australia since that date because he's been playing in, in France and England for Bradford. Well, you um, have lauded Beaver as a god. I mean, yeah, he is all-encompassing. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, you know, probably the most loyal player in the history of rugby league, for that matter, as well. If not sport, and maybe even just the world in general, just, you know, just across all. Trevor Cogger. I win. What's he done lately? Your argument's invalid. What's Trevor Cogger done for anyone lately? I don't know. Made him sandwiches, probably. What's Trevor? Where is he now? Making sandwiches. Huh. I don't know. I made that up. Okay. That's probably. But anyway, it's probably being generous. And it's funny. And then anyway, today a thing came out from the you know one of the biggest dickheads. You know, they also take with a massive grain of salt. Uh, Danny Wheeler. People love the shit on him, and this and and, and I will say, yeah, you know, I love the shit on him. So that, therefore, I don't believe anything he says. Just you know straight out of hand but he actually said that um, those getting excited about Manly being somehow linked to illegal drug you should note a few things firstly no player tested positive that's, we know that um, and uh, secondly no player ever does Des Hasler is a stickler for the rules and the way that Manly worked is that Dank would talk to Des then Des would talk to the doctor and if it wasn't good with the doctor then it wasn't going to happen so um, and then apparently the, uh, the Dank hadn't even thought about peptides while at the club so and I, and then he goes on to say as well, take this as fact. If Dank wanted to dump a team into trouble, it'd be the Seagulls because he was not re-signed by the club, and they're understood to have owed him wages and holiday pay, and he also got lumbered with a huge phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> so that part's probably you know that that's probably in the public record as well. Mainly, mainly club and cross yeah, can't so, afford to play their doctor. Yeah, it's, it, it it might work out as a, like a you know a good circumstantial piece of evidence so, as to <laughs> as to the whole thing, but um. You know, on one hand, I'm a little bit sad because it means that Desi's the way I thought he was actually and, you know, pretty pretty thorough um, and therefore he won't get in any trouble which is going to be like, you know, the silver lining <laughs> <laughs> if you got deregistered as a coach. Oh, but, um, but yeah. Just won't let it go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I won't let it go. Um, 
But funny enough, a, a dizzy anecdote, and I, and I won't say who the person the person was who told me this. Uh, let's just say it's a former employee of the Manly, Manly Seagulls Rugby League Club, and uh, once received an email from someone else in the club, and Desi was CC'd on the email. He replied to the, to the person who sent him the email and said, you know, thanks. Didn't hit reply all. And Desi tore 10 layers of shit off him for not coughing him in when he replied and said thanks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that just tells you the kind of control freak guy, like, you know, that, that Desi actually is. I would have just told him to get fucked. Really? Yeah, Look, apparently. a footy, footy club couldn't possibly pay anyone that's not Des Hasler yeah. or someone in that sort of held in that sort of esteem within the club. They couldn't pay me enough to deal to with, that. with that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Fuck off, mate. The person was a get form- a haircut while you're at it. The person was a former employee, so yeah. Yeah. There you go. You got it right there. Um, would have given him a plunger and said, "Bash this up your ass." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Along with your shitty attitude, mate. Exactly. Okay, and finally, Sam Burgess is out already this season, <laughs> but this time it's not an injury. He's going to miss the round two match against the Sharks after submitting an early guilty plea to a high tackle charge. He was hit with a grade one careless high tackle charge for a 57th minute shot on Mitchell Pearce in the Rabbitohs win on Thursday, just gone. Um, early guilty plea earned him 95 points, so he had 38 carryovers, so yeah, he's got a little bit carried over, but uh, he's just going to miss the one game. South's got plenty of depth. I think I'll overcome that. Yeah, he was playing pretty well though too. But um, he had a great game. Once again, no about that, but. you know, I think you know the day that you see Sam Burgess play a full season, I'll fucking give it away. The day he plays every game, he does play with a level of aggression. Plus, his body probably hasn't uh, shown that it's able uh, able to withstand the rigors of of twenty six to thirty uh, solid weeks. Because he's English, I think so, and I think that the water's really poor over there. And, and English people and he's are just so deficient. Well, it's such a small island over there, you know, England, and and the, the English people are so inbred for you know for hundreds and hundreds of years. That's right. They're like German shepherds now. I'm surprised their hips don't fucking pop up, pop out when they get out of bed in the morning. That's very that you've just like painted the entire English race with the one brush. It's <laughs> not sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And I have to say, there was a little bit of a debate on Twitter about uh, Mrs. Burgess's vagina, and I think that that was a little bit in poor taste. And people defending her and saying that she was that she that she um oh I mean she's really good looking for a, for a chick that's pumped out all these. She's kids. a lovely lady. I'm, I'm sure sh- there's no doubt about I'm that. I'm sure she is. Russell Crowe would not Probably. have selected her for his test tube baby super player program back Matrix, in the day. Fucking the Burgess Matrix. <laughs> yeah. He would not have selected her to be the Queen Burgi <laughs> if she didn't possess these qualities. Fair call. Let's move on, shall we, before we get in trouble. game was on Thursday. South Sydney Rabbitohs 28 defeated the Sydney Roosters 10 and the tries. Let's go for the Rabbitohs. Hat-trick. First hat-trick of the season. First game of the season to uh, Nathan Merritt. McQueen got one. Can score a try, that boy. George Burgess got one. And uh, Reynolds was 4 of 5 on the goals. Against the Roosters there who had a uh, try. First try of the match went to Maloney. And Williams got one in the 75th minute. And Maloney 50%. 1 of 2 on the kicks. Get Sonny Bill out of the way first up. Um, I think he had a solid 
if unspectacular return on the field, cringeworthy return off the field, um, the absolute wank fest that was Sonny Bill's first game back in the NRL was... One of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. It was. It made... It made Until the, rally tails the day after. It made NR, the NRL look really, really insecure. That they pinned... Desperate, yep. They pinned everything into this guy that wasn't all that long ago, wasn't a generation ago, turned his back on the game, said yep. he was treated like cattle. And to be fair, I don't, I don't really want to put the blame at the foot of the NRL. It's Channel 9. I don't think the NRL Agreed, have been thoroughly comfortable. The NRL with the allowed Channel 9 to buy the game. Yeah. They must have... They've just they lost all creative control right? over their product. Yeah. And it, it just looked really desperate to me. Um, I think he went okay on the field. He sort of warmed into the game and, and he'll get better as the season progresses. Um, if nothing else, he's a, he's a fucking good athlete. Um, he handled the pace of the game. Um you know, right up until, you know, the end of the game and, and he, he was coming on strong. So I think that's a good sign for Roosters fans, unlike uh, the form of their halves. There's a lot mm-hmm. of work to do there with that combination between Pierce and Maloney. Uh, both really good players. But, you know, I'm not taking that away from them for a second, but, geez, they've got some work to do. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they look like a team that was getting to know each other. And that's, that's, and that's, that's exactly what they are. What they are. So, South looked like a team that was, you know trying to sort of, you know, lift to another level, you know, build on what they did last year, and that's that's what they did. So you I know. just think it's a lot to ask. You know, you've got some pretty important combinations to come on there, um, and you've got a rookie coach as yep. well trying to make that happen as quickly as possible before, you know, they find themselves in too much of a hole. I know we've only just had round one, but um, a fair bit of work there to do for the Roosters. They, they weren't real, real impressive, but on the other hand, I think the Rabbitohs, uh, led, led by uh, Greg Inglis, I think he's looking um, fitter than ever, ever in the best touch of his career. And it's only round one. It's pretty scary. Um, in my fantasy side too, very happy with his performance. Yeah, mine too. He might even be, he might even make a run at being my captain. Just unstoppable. Yep. Some of he, the movie put on Kenny Dow, um, just unbelievable. Step turned him inside out, and Kenny Dow had good footwork. Turned back around and was probably a shot at making a tackle. And English yep. just palmed him. As he out does, of the way, yeah. like, and Kenny Dow's not a small man. No, he'd he'd be every bit of hundred kilo, easily. Yeah, you think so? Um, really impressive. I think uh, Reynolds as well didn't really miss a beat on what he did last season for this game. Um, he was playing behind a a pretty dominant forward pack, which which definitely helped, and um, he certainly outshone his more experienced um, competitors in mm-hmm. in Pierce and Maloney. So, um, Pierce has got a lot of haters out there, eh? Yeah, from inside his own club too, I think. Tigers I were, were looking think, at him yeah. a while ago before he signed that most recent contract, so... Yeah, um, I just wonder if it's just because, you know, he achieved origin fairly, you know, fairly quickly. Probably it has come fairly easily been to There's no him. competitors for him for the, you know, for the slot sure. and the side and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah. He's a good competitor, but I just... I think he's, he's best football... Um, is and, and those moments are few and far between for him, and, and he needs to become more consistent for the Roosters, um, especially with all the other, you know, different aspects to their side with the coach and Sonny Bill and Luke O'Donnell and you know Maloney being there. He's he's been a bit of a constant. Yep. He's got to be the the guy that leads the way with consistency, and considering he's a halfback, it should fall on his shoulders. Yep. All right. Now Twitter, uh, the Tourette's guy at B one five five four two that are. What does Carl Stefanovic know about rugby league? You gronk, fuck off back to today. 
hashtags in decline, and he refused to use the uh, official hashtag and went hash bun v cock. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> the Chapo eighty two. Souths fans still think they're pride of the league. Hash hands off the metho. <laughs> Three card magic trick. Reynolds already showing signs of the rookie of the year curse. I thought he had a good game. I thought he had a good game too. I don't know what you're talking about, Andrew. Um, at Shane Aaron Elvis. Did you know that roosters celebrate penalties like tries? Music pumping and cheerleaders kick off? So sad. Wow. At Lanier. A roosters team completely outclassed despite nine's best intentions. A stable South team looking dangerous. Wow. That's fairly uh, well thought out. Yeah. At MMA underscore Dave underscore Mac, co-host of This Week in MMA, that Roosters fail, Money Bill Williams fail, buying a premiership fail, Roosters fans suck it. Wow. Sounds like Dave's going to start tweeting the show after games this season. And okay. fairly aggressively too, I might. Yeah, have. yeah. I mean, well, you know, this is how you get this is how you get to be the um, you know, Gronk of the Year and all those sorts of things, you know, by tweeting outrageous things. He's he's definitely a front runner without tweeting a word. <laughs> Troy underscore seventy nine. S Burgess absolutely smashed SBW all game. Looking forward to next week's episode of SBW's Inside Thoughts. Hash Channel Nine in decline. And uh, what have we got here? Monty Fumes. All I got out of that game was SBW, 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 SBW. I read every one that he put down there. Was that really necessary? When it's only three characters, you can fit quite a lot in 140, as it turns out. And finally, Cruzy06. They should have named the Spider Cam Rock Spider Cam, appropriate with the weirdness of SBW voiceover. It's a bit Uncle Bullyish. Wow. Through a few through a few references in Just there. Just on Spider Cam? Yes. Love it. Spider Cam. Spider Cam. <laughs> not go- I'm not doing it. Um... I thought it was great. Had its detractors. People were saying it was distracting. Yeah, Jonesy. weren't a big fan of the uh, the camera angles, etc. Yeah, camera angles. I I must admit, I, I you know I, I haven't really looked into them that much, other than you know just watching. You know, I was obsessed with it yeah. at the game, but at the game, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see. You know, when you can see all the um, the wires and everything, the way they're strung yeah. up in a stadium. Yeah, it's impressive. Impressive bit of gear. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's all right. It's a bit of a gimmick. I think at the moment they're gonna. They don't really know what they've got yet. They don't really know how to use it, the you know, to the best of its abilities or whatever. Yep. You know, they're going to find there's going to be certain situations where it's perfect, to you know, to to use. Um, what happens if you kick the ball into it? Um, I mean, it stays the behind the play. Get two premiership points, no matter whether they're participating in the game or not. Like it does, like it, it stays behind the line. So if someone's kicking it, theoretically, it's it's difficult for it to you know. Charity or, Shield, or John Sutton almost took it out. Yeah. So what? Ha- do you know what the rule is if you hit the spider cam? Oh, I suspect they'll pack a scrum. Be much like if the ball the hits the ref, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know for sure, and I'm, I'm, it's probably out there. But I just thought I'd raise it because just. Just thought of it then. Any further thoughts on that first game of the season? No. All right, so we move on to Friday night football. And once again, it was Bronco night football. But as usual, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 22. One in Queensland, defeating the Broncos, 14. Tries, a double to Skivy Matai. Cherry Evans got a try. 
And uh, Wolfman got a try. And uh, Jamie Lyon, three of four off the boot. And we move over to the Broncos. Tries to Gillette and Maranta. Two of two conversions to Prince. And he also grabbed himself a penalty goal as well. I already spoke about Rally Towers. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. They're so fucking amazing, though. Just the hilarity. And the did Broncos add to fans the, turning uh, on them. It did add to the spectacle of the game as far as just wondering how more inappropriate the guy pushing the button could get. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the video where it goes like, yeah. rally towel, and big strobing letters on the screen. Yeah. And then you've got Thiday and who was it, Jack Reed and Jack was Reed. Alex Glenn the other one? And, the, and, and he's just twirling his hand like just like the most limp-wristed, like unenthusiastic twirl. Yeah. <laughs> and just a sad Thiday with this ridiculous grin plastered on his face. It is, it is dead set. It's already started to creep its way into the... To, the, uh, the vernacular between yeah. the boys and I um, went up to Toowoomba and spent six hours on a power chisel chiseling tiles off my mate's floor. Um, the same two mates that we have the season tickets together. Um, you know, whenever someone said something, tried to be smart or whatever, it was like rally tower. Rally tower, mate. Rally tower. <laughs> And I don't know where, where your seats were in relation to the away bay, but I mean, could you hear us? Yeah, we're a couple of bays over, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like, <laughs> we, we, you're in 317, yeah. we're in 319. Okay, cool. So you would have been able to hear us. Like, yeah. And it got to the stage where like we started calling for the rally towel. Yeah. Pretty much whenever there was a break in play, we just called for rally towel because there's Broncos either side of us. And so we're just looking straight at them, just going, rally towel. And they're just like, bow their heads like, oh my God, this is so fucking embarrassing. And um. Then we started, you know, going rally towel, rally towel, rally towel, rally yes. to the and then our, the, the famous my garden shed one. You know, we said my rally towel. I mean, <laughs> it was one of the most fun nights I've ever had at a game of football. It was sensational. Anyway, back to the game. I think the Broncos started out and and filled their fans with uh, plenty of hope as to what the season could bring, but they faded really badly. Well, they did. They don't know. No, they started out with what the season could bring because Manly had the ball attacking the, from 20 minutes out for about the first 10 minutes. So, yeah, they did. That, that is what the season's going to hold for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually, the Broncos actually look good in patches, but I think the combination between Prince and Wallace has got a long way to go. I think part of the problem is that Prince is playing out of position. Yeah. I think he definitely needs to be halfback. They looked more creative. Um, in those times where he he went to first receiver, uh, rather than try, trying to you know get on the outside of blokes um, yeah. and play that running sort of five eight role, so I think the answer is you know it starts with him going to halfback and Wallace playing five eight. Um, but oh, just one of the Broncos, um, Josh Hoffman looks mm-hmm. like he's put on ten kilos. Yep, he is he is very very thick uh, across the shoulders and through the chest. Um, looked like he might have lost a couple of yards of pace. Um, yep. And I think Alex Glenn as well yep. um, just looked massive. I think it's their off-season strength and conditioning, whatever they've been doing. Manly Definitely did the same worked thing. as far as the size goes. But yeah, I just... but it's, detri- it's a detriment in the modern game. Yeah. Manly did the same thing in between 2009-2010. And, mm. and I remember watching them back then and they just felt... It just it felt like they were slower or something. And this off-season, I mean, I've had the benefit of, you know, seeing on Facebook, you know, Donnie Singe, you know, talking about what he's been doing with the Manly guys and what the goal is and what they've been doing to achieve the goal. And, you know, he, 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 he's really open about the training and what they're trying to do, which is to make the players faster and, you know, more, yeah. more athletic. And it worked. I mean, they just looked like they were yeah, so they much faster than they've been in a long the, time. The more the game went on, the more they were running away from Brisbane. Um Literally on the field and also, um, unfortunately, on the scoreboard. But uh, I think Maddow had a good game. Um, Broncos are just 
couldn't hang in there mentally. Yeah. Um, and then once the scoreboard got away from them, they got a little bit desperate and made a, a, a bunch of errors. And they also stacked their defence to, to try and prevent Jamie Lyon from doing anything, which just, you know, with Foran took advantage of. Just, you know, yeah. he, he just managed he to had unleash a great game. Mathai, you know, whenever and he wanted. Mathai was, he was he was cutting him to shreds. Yep. Um, but yeah. Mentally, manly are just too mentally tough um, to wilt against Good opposition that, that plays, you know, that didn't couldn't play for the full 80. And yep. I think you've got not only got to play for the full 80, Against sides like Manly, but you've you've got to you've got to play your best footy. Yeah, and you know they say trial form, shit form, or I say you know a great man me says trial form, shit form. But remember that game against the Warriors? It was a televised trial with the Broncos, mm. um, and that was a game that wasn't played like a you know like a trial. It wasn't wholesale. It was kind of like two lineups of seventeen going against each other, and it wasn't like this whole yeah. you know resis for a quarter sort of thing. Sure. That was actually played like a proper game, and that was the one where in the first half Broncos had about five or six disallowed tries and were all over them. But once again, the Warriors put a burst on them, gapped they couldn't them, go with them, and they couldn't go with them, and then they coasted through the finish line for the last twenty minutes. That's pretty much what happened with this game as well. I mean, once Manly were ahead, I think it was sixteen fourteen, was it yep. when they um, didn't get the conversion there, and or eighteen fourteen, whatever it was. They, um, I didn't feel like there was any danger of losing it even at that point, and then they added another try uh, afterward. Um, to sort of, you know, make it even more comfortable, like more than a converted try. But I just didn't really feel like there was any danger. Once they even got back to 14-12, I thought, yeah, well, we got this. I mean, just you could just get the feeling for it. And the Broncos crowd must have been the same because, I mean, they, they were ignoring their instructions to rally. <laughs> By the end of it, they were just mocking it. <laughs> um, Twitter. Oh, I just want to say, for, for the record, though, I thought, you know, Manly be slow started. I have to say I was dead set wrong. And um, the... The work they did over the off season was I'm really impressed. They came out looking pretty. I mean, they never looked this good so early in the season. So, um, pretty impressed. And especially the work with Joey uh, doing with the halves. Clearly, that's they both. They both look really good. Buying him as an exclusive part time coach is paying immediate dividends, as far as I'm concerned, because they look better than they did almost all last season. I think. Okay, Aussie one 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 nine eight. Just when you think you couldn't find a bigger Gronk than Ben Eichen, the world shits Tom Waterhouse out of its ass. And and there is going to be a theme on these tweets. I mean, I tried to make it so I didn't select all of them like that, but you know, almost all of them had like hash fuck off Tom. The 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 first Friday night football telecast for the year clearly misstepped. And I heard that at the end. I mean, I actually uh, IQ'd the replay off Fox, so I didn't get to see the full Channel Nine experience. Mm-hmm. But apparently, after the game, like uh, Tom Waterhouse had like fifteen minutes talking about shit or something at the end of it, or. Something. I mean, people can correct this. I didn't get to see it because I didn't take the Channel Nine version. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, they sold their ass so badly. Yeah, given given the fact that he's obviously put up a fair bit of cash um, to sponsor the game, I don't really have an issue with him being part of the telecast. But you know, like Muncie was, you know, yeah, like, that, yeah. exactly. Like I that just don't think lady. it needs to be this massive thing where you're just pushing it yeah. down everyone's necks. And, you and know what, if maybe, he's on there as a as an expert, like give me a break. Why can't he employ a fucking expert from his within his organisation that that's not necessarily a rugby league player or an ex rugby league player, but someone who knows something about the sport that people don't find thoroughly repugnant to look at? Because half the well, problem. Are, I are think you is, trying to get us a gig with Tom Waterhouse slash Channel Nine? Yeah, why not? Via the NRL? Yeah, why not? Well, the thing is, that, I mean, I think give us a call, know, Tom. I think eighty percent of it's got nothing to do with really what he's saying. We love skinny lesbians on this show. Yeah, 80%, eight, let's, no, let's even bump it up, 95% of 
people's problems with Tom Waterhouse go way back to the first ad campaign. I know what punters want, walking around saying, I've got four generations of blah, 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 and not forgetting that one generation was warned off for fucking fixing, you know, fine cotton and everything like that. Um, so, yeah. I think people have a problem with Tom Waterhouse himself, not necessarily and also a gambling. the amount of yeah, Tom Waterhouse. There's, there's, but I think if it, was, if it was someone else or something different and it wasn't, it wasn't him... I think it, you know, if it was like the horse face Jamie Rogers, for example, I wouldn't want to listen to her for fifteen minutes either. Well, no, I wouldn't. But I think that I don't want to look at her for fifteen. But I think people either. would. I think people wouldn't arc up as much about that as they would about because it's Tom Waterhouse. It could be Hitler, really. Let's face it. Why? The Hitler, the Hitler of gambling. <laughs> Fuck! I tell you, that could be the title of this episode if it wasn't going to be on Rally Channel Tower. Nine. <laughs> Um, now we're back to the back to the tweets. Um, B one five five four two. Nice to see Prince doing what he does best. Fuck all. Hash fuck off Tom. Hash tigers in decline. Hash fuck off Tom. <laughs> then we've got uh, Beer Boy one eighty two. I just realised watching NRL Brisbane Manly. Who who Dylan Andrews from Tough Seventeen reminds me of Brent Kite. <laughs> I actually can see that. I can see what he's talking about. And there's a, there's a couple of MMA tweets this time around too. There's, um, there's one about the Penrith game, which is quite good. Keep it to the footy, kids. Uh, and your Brent Kite just Brent Kite turned back the clock. One of the best games he's had in ages. He did play well. He was actually he wasn't doing that thing where he runs to the line, turns his back and backs through. Yeah. He wasn't trying to be a five eighth. He was actually running through. He made a like a clean break at one point. Clearly um, bored by being rejected by the West Tigers in the off season. Threw a cutout pass. Uh, I think it was was it. Uh, that resulted in the Matai try, mm-hmm. uh, the first one, sensational. Um, Amanda didn't think he was a five eight yet. Threw a cutout pass for a try. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, contradictory. Well, no, he's a forward. He ran through the line a couple of times, set up some nice offloads, and just quietly I've seen people bitching on about Supercoach that he didn't get a try assist for that, so he got gypped. <laughs> Amanda Rose Long, I can't even contrive some flimsy excuse about the refs. It's going to be a long season. And let oh, me tell I don't you, know about that. Let me tell you, she's the queen of flimsy contrived excuses <laughs> about the Broncos' performances, especially as they pertain to Manly. <laughs> uh, Berkeley underscore Eagle. So tonight was all about the Broncos getting a toweling. Hash rally towel. Early contender for the hashtag of the year. I think it's going to be a two-horse race. Super Grover 4. Hash fuck off Tom needs to be cock-punched. Bloody Matai played a blinder. And Manly seemed to be making ref calls at the moment. What the fuck is that about? Indeed, what is that about? Uh, Lynn Shields. Happy the Broncos brought their own towels. They needed it to soak up all their tears. Shut up, Lynn. Bang, I thank don't you. like your attitude. <laughs> At Linear. Broncos gassed like it was round 21. Man- Manly dived to 11 and broke the knob off in the second. Early but exciting days. And finally, on a blood buzz, 25 years ago... Don McKinnon urinated on Lang Park. Tonight we saw the entire Broncos squad piss themselves. Hash affinity. Hash Brookvale North. <laughs> and of course, I was quite, I was, I was very proud to actually uh, be wielding the Brookvale North sign at the <laughs> at that game. So it was sensational. Uh, next, we move on to surprise. Parramatta forty defeated the Warriors ten. Let's go through these tries. Parramatta. They had uh, one to Sandow. We had a hat-trick to Jared Hayne. We had a try to Ryan and a double to Co. Sandow, 6 of 7, 85% kicking percentage. Over to the Warriors. A try to Lilliman, a try to Nielsen, all within a five-minute period. And Johnson was one of two off the boot. Yeah, I think Para 
for very early in the season already started to display some Ricky Stewart uh, characteristics with their play. Uh, some good signs. Uh, their attack was it was fucking brilliant at times. Yeah. I yeah. don't know whether that can all be attributed to, to how good power are going to be um, or how bad the Warriors are going to be or a combination of both. So um, I think the jury's going to have to remain out for another month or so. But based on that, they... Fuck! They got the upper hand. Um, they got momentum, and they didn't let up for for the whole game. Um, Hain looked enthusiastic. He was pushing up through the middle. Um, he was everywhere. Sandy, I was. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, led them around. He was full of talk. Just looked like he's, he's grown an extra leg um, under Stewart already. I mean, let's face it. When's his best performance has always been? If you pull out that little run that they had at the end of two thousand nine, his best performance is always you know, Origin time, yeah, you know, and some of that you know was spent under Ricky. So he's yeah. obviously you know he thrives under under him as a coach. Sure, I think Sandow, um, he was much maligned last year, certainly by this show and, and a number of its listeners and hosts, and still um, and, and still and still is by, and still by is, but you can't take away from the guy that he definitely looks fitter than I've he's seen. Lost, he's lost weight. Um, or lost, he's probably. Lost I think he looks better than even his best days at South. Yeah, definitely. Um, he didn't. He didn't change really too much from uh, South to Parramatta in the early days. No, I mean, it was just the results that changed, can, not his building. You can see he's lost a considerable amount of weight. Yeah. Um, it's added to his explosiveness and his pace, um, and in his general play. I th- and I think again, this can be attributed to Ricky Stewart's influence. I think he looks a more controlled halfback. I think his kicking game was really good. He had a a couple of really close forty uh, twenty kicks that yep. d- didn't quite get there, but just the, his kicking game. He cooked, kicked early, kicked long, kicked to the corners, um, and didn't go for those hugely spectacular plays that weren't on. Um, just yeah, cut them to shreds. Looked really good, um, and whilst they were unstoppable, both Hayne and Sandow, I think it was all off the back of of Timmy Manners go forward. I think Moy Moy played a, a role in that as well. And then Rennie Matua's impact on the edges just kept that momentum going. And then the, once the backs got their hands on the ball, um, Jacob Loco as well, another knee injury. Yep. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. I haven't heard the report. Yeah, I haven't seen any injury. Uh, it looked pretty bad. And he's had a couple of bad ones over the last couple of seasons. Um, but when he got his opportunities out wide, he looked really good. He's big, he's strong, good yep. footwork, good pass. Uh, can hit a hole. So hopefully um, he's not out for too long for power. The Warriors stamped themselves as genuine wooden spoon contenders with this performance. Yeah, they did look ordinary. Um, and like I said, I don't know if, if that's an indication of, of how great Para were or whether the Warriors were just terrible. Um, so time will tell. I think the jury will be out on them for a little bit. But, geez, they've got some players in their roster. Um, I don't... I think Maloney not being there and a bit of a calming influence in general play. Um, you know, you've got Luluai there now. He's... I don't know that he's a great organiser, and we know that Sean Johnson is very much an off-the-cuff type halfback, so um, remains to be seen how that combination is going to go. Um, and let's not forget Matthew Elliott is coaching them. Yeah, and actually, that's an important point to make, because that's a guy, I mean, you want to talk about being unfairly maligned. You cannot say that about Matthew Elliott <laughs> and this show. We've absolutely crapped on him since, um, you know, pretty much the word go. And... You know, he's proven himself to be... I mean, his methods, I just don't think... I don't think his methods are for everyone. No. And and I, well, know, I don't know that they're for anyone playing rugby league. Arguably, yeah, yeah, arguably, I don't think his methods are for anyone. I mean, he saw Canberra, he sort of had 
you know, some promise. And then he moved to Penrith before that promise was realised. And that's when he became like, you know, a kind of a, a lauded, you know, coach of the future sort of thing. Penrith, apart from one season where they, you know, got through the finals and were, and were very quickly blasted out. And, you know, I don't want to say peptides, but <laughs> they had one successful season. It was a flash in the pan, just saying. Other than that, next to nothing, right? So, yeah. Um, Twitter. Shaboogan. Said uh, a quote from the commentary: "Sandow will be feeling ten feet tall, or you know, three. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we got um, <laughs> Jacoby Nelson. How many naturally occurring peptides are there in coconuts and taro? I'm assuming a lot. These NRL Islander boys are fucking huge. Aren't they what? <laughs> um." Shunter 86, Matt Elliott will get sacked before Shane Flanagan ever does. Hash, good bloke, shit coach. And that's actually, this is, you know, this game took place after he was stood down too, so that's, mm. a, that's a mighty big call right there. Uh, what have we got here? <laughs> Paraman MK2, I'll give him his, I'll, I'll give him his due, he can have his tweet. He said, uh, oh fuck, someone passed me a rally towel. Hash, clean up in aisle one. <laughs> and you know what, Paramount, I do, I do actually, I, I mean, you know, it's traditional for Manly to hate Parramatta and stuff like that, but I mean, you know, they won six games last year and they haven't been very good for for quite a long time now. Yeah. Uh, they had that blip on the radar in 2009, but other than that, you know, you've got to look back to what, 2000 was it, or 2001 when they, they uh, had that dominant season going through the grand final and they lost yeah. to the Knights. They haven't been very good <laughs> for a very long time. And so, you know, some of those guys, um, you know, it's good to see. You know, it's good to see them. Yeah, their fans have, have been long suffering, and yep. um, you know they deserve their time in the sun. Yeah, how long lasting it is um, comes down to how consistent they can become with Stewart's uh, methods and um, and carrying out his game plans on the field. But so far, so good. Yep. So though, Dan, good to see Chris Sandow contributing to some meat to- meat pies. He's like rhyming slang rather than eating them. <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? And Paraman had a serious one. We'll go with a serious one. Well, obviously, I'm stoked with that win by the Eels. Loved it. Showed plenty of character, but it's only round one. A long way to go. So he's really... Uh, well said. Yeah, it actually, it actually was well said. And uh, yeah, and then we got a barrage of tweets from, oh my God, Kyle isn't going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, God of Cheese AU said, the Warriors will spoon. Cronulla under 20s with Hyington and Lewis in 15th. So, okay, so he's even making a call there about uh, how many Cronulla players aren't going to get suspended. He's just saying, I know, and Luke Lewis. All right, let's move on to the next game. North Queensland Cowboys, 24, defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 12. North Queensland tries came through. Ash Graham with a double. Gavin Cooper got one. Winnerstein got one. Thurston, 50% off the boot on the conversions, plus another two penalty goals. Over to Canterbury, uh, Reynolds got a try. Turner got a try. Kristen Inu, 50% on the conversion, and he got himself one penalty goal. JT looks to be a front-runner for yet another Dally M medal. Um, just controlled the game perfectly. His kicking game was great. Um, they said it in the commentary, you know, they must say it a thousand times. Every coach must say it a thousand times. Don't take JT's dummy in the lead-up to any game against the Cowboys, yep. and they still do. They still take it, and he still cuts them to shreds. Just put him on the, just put him on the, just grass him every time. Yeah, no matter what. It's it's a bit of a mental hurdle. Easier said than done, but yeah. I mean, obviously he's very obviously when you know when 
it's one on one and you and he's lined up against you and he's running at you. Obviously, you know, he's very he's very good at what he does and very deceptive in, you yeah. know, you know, what he does with his shoulders and everything like that. So yeah. And I guess at the end of the day he's not a slow man either. So That's if right. you do commit to try and, and take him, he's gonna have to be very either, good. Yeah. You're gonna have to be very good in the tackle anyway, because he can beat you with footwork as well. Yep. Um and speed. So um yeah, I just I, I was really impressed with his game. I was impressed with the Cowboys forwards as well. They really yep. hung in there. Tamio was good. Um and you know, we had a bit to say last week about uh, young Moore, the Pommy hooker. I think he went okay. Yep. Um not spectacular, but um was certainly a solid debut in the NRL for him. Um as for the Bulldogs had a number of plays out, obviously Barber um, with his issues, but also um, Cassiano, Pritchard, uh, James Graham. So some big big names to come into that squad yet. And I think they were far from disgraced. I think they were, they were definitely competitive. They were just a little bit outclassed uh, with some of the Cowboys' firepower. But um, some good good times ahead, I think, for the Bulldogs once they get their full complement of players back. Um, and especially if Barber comes back sooner rather than later. They really... Um, Lacked that element of their play. Um, Steve Turner, you know, had a solid game, but he, he's not Ben Barber. Let's no. not be silly. Um, yeah, so impressive start to the season for the Cowboys. Um, just uh, really controlled the game from start to finish. Uh, the Bulldogs tried hard, but um, just ultimately outclassed in the end. No Barber, no chance. Pretty much. Says he's lost it. <laughs> Can't coach. Twitter. <laughs> Pelagic Pictures said, T-Rex still lazy and hiding on the field. One soft run and two tackles in the first 10. Glad he's not in a manly jumper. Yeah, the Dogs fans are, are already starting to jump on him. So I had conversations with Dog fans all weekend shitting all over T-Rex. And I'm like, hang on a minute. You guys, this is your big, you know, this was your big thing, you know. This was your gonna, guy. This was your guy, you know. This was your, 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 your guy, like, you know, Desi missed out on four. And so, you know, you just had to pay, you know, spend a bucket load on someone just to get some sort of moral victory or something yeah but no that's you know they're, they're not happy with it already um Devonhead, good to see steve turner and chris keating are sticking with their impersonations of rugby league players <laughs> hash rally towel <laughs> josh reynolds tried hard um as well yeah and, and as did ennis but um just just not enough uh ammunition in the, in the bulldogs attack to get the job done what else have we got here uh, Noddy 0013. I thought Des would fix T-Rex. I put him in my fantasy team. Hash, I'm a dumb gronk. <laughs> the, the Chapo 82. Can the Bulldogs get a refund from Manly for T-Rex? Hash, makes City Rail look fast. Jesus. <laughs> On a blood buzz. I didn't watch the game, but fuck that T-Rex is a lazy piece of Hasler. <laughs> um, Josh underscore Hill underscore 191. Who haven't seen him around for a while? No. Is it um live cheerleader Harlem Shake with a helmet, the dog's biggest highlight? <laughs> and I got Southern Dan again. Uh, best tweet. Hmm, let's see. Headline: Dogs neutered. Reynolds has a shit haircut in Barber's absence. Well, Reynolds always had a shit haircut. I mean, yeah. he's always had a bit of a mullety sort of you know situation going on. It fits but, him well. Uh, we got to give um the former NQC. What was the NQC eighty one? Jono. Jono. Yeah. Now he's uh, at Mad Cow's Disease. And he said, all the rally towels and mud in the world couldn't break down the Great Wall of North Queensland. Encouraging early season win. So um, His uh, ham hocks would be uh, moving furiously mm-hmm. over his little curly bit. That's right. After that game. And Chris Wargren said, Clemmer and Eastwood looked the goods. 
Williams needs the two V slapped out of him and needs to get some urgency. This is so funny. They're saying all this shit like it's a fucking surprise. Literally every single game last year, I said the same thing. Um, yeah, and then, then you know, you got uh, TDY Sport, um, who I've seen, he's a bit of a cheerleader, um, you know, a slash apologist. He said, uh, no barber plus three guns missing from the front row. I love it when the opposition ride us off. So, uh, yeah, calm down. Yeah, we'll see. You gotta take you gotta take your lumps when you lose. Yes. And uh, we all do it. Yeah. I've still got to take mine just yet. Yeah, and aren't they gonna be lumpy? <laughs> Lumpiest of lumps. <laughs> They're gonna be lumpy as fuck. Okay, next one though. Penrith, thirty-two, defeated Canberra. Poor Matt, ten. Now the points went to Sikamanu got a try, Sigiaro got a try, Coot got a try, Smith got a try, and Plum got a try right at the death. Walsh was 100% 5 from 5 on the conversions, plus he added a penalty goal. And Canberra, McCrone, 31 minute, got a try. Fergie Ferg, the selfie <laughs> king, got a try. And uh, Croker was 1 of 2, 50%. 32 points to 10. Tell you what, when the Gus and Cleary vision works, it looks really good. Um, it's a long season, so I'm, I'm still not convinced they've got enough talent um, and enough... Uh, creativity in their roster to keep that sort of performance going over the course of the season but um, for this game Raiders wilted but Penrith started strong and 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 kept the momentum going and and really um, you know did a good job of of maintaining pressure and and you know trying to win the game with field position and possession Um, I'm not convinced again that who who's the game breaker when the opposition offers more resistance for them yeah. I'm not sure it's Walsh I think he's a little bit predictable I think Lachlan Coote relies on um, relies on his teammates to, to, to do a lot of the create, creative work which he can finish off um, with his ability under the high ball and, and backing up through the middle so um, as for the Raiders lots of expectation given some of the players in their roster but um, as we spoke before they're, they're a little bit uh self-absorbed some of their stars and I think they buy into their home, own hype rather than living up to it so um, they've got that to work on um, David Fern has got his work cut out for him we don't even know if these blokes um, speaking for Dugan and Ferguson at least this week they're the club long term yeah, so. yeah I mean at least this week they're out so mm. you know it's a, it's a very uh, yeah, unstable situation there and it must be like that anyway you know behind the scenes because you've got these drunk ass you know these guys Is what are they like you know around the club yeah. When they seem to be out for themselves, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, that's what we see externally. Yeah. You know, are they like that, you know, what do their teammates think? It's like, you know, I wish these fuckheads are just, you know, just falling the line. And What they need is is professionalism in that yeah. club um, to, to maximise um, and realise their potential because, you know, they've got a young roster and mm-hmm. a very, very talented roster. Um, and a, a roster that's played together for a long time for the you know, the bulk of that squad. It's our 20s. Um, you know, so it's time now. They're, they're not young kids anymore and they need to stop acting like kids and grow up and um, and start getting the best out of them. That comes down to Ferna, but also the players have to be accountable as well. And um, some of this flashy bullshit needs to take a back seat until they get a little bit more substance there, to their performance. Yep. So, tweets. Dashing Dan one. Hard to hold the ball with all that fake tan on Shandor. <laughs> and that is a feature we mentioned at the top of the show, though, with his fake tan and his haircut. Um, 
Shunter 86. Pros. Trying to belt Shandor Earl. Cons. Attacking general. <laughs> uh, Freak 09. How good is Michael Jennings? Plays for the Roosters on Thursday, then puts on a beard and plays for the Panthers on Sunday. <laughs> Michael Darren 79. Blake Ferguson wahooing his own tackle. Did you see that? Yeah. Shirtless Instagram selfie imminent. And that's the sort of thing, you know, he's got the throw the ball at the head of the opponent, put your f- hand in their face, just give them lair, a bit of stick. Like, just shut up, man. Yep. Shut up and play the game. You're talented. There's no doubt about the fact that you're talented. He's not that talented, though. He's not talented enough that he can go around acting leave like that he's bullshit at the door. Kobe Bryant or anything, you know. I mean, mm. he's not the, you know, the greatest of all time in the game of rugby league. No. I mean, he's not even in the top 10 wingers going around today. No, and the reason why is he's his biggest fan. Total mug. Um, Year of a Panther said, at first it was easy to make light of tampon, but in all seriousness, is this guy's body even up for first grade? Mm. Uh, Dashing Dan 1 came in again and said, that's not an earl, it's a princess. (laughs) 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 Which, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he coughed it badly. Um, (laughs) Matt Lenevez. I don't know if you're watching this, but the video ref is a joke. Ref's fault, Matt. Of course it was. Geez, you get a gig p- supporting Manly with that sort of comment. <laughs> yeah. Shaboogan. I'd rather have Luke Walsh's hair- hash hairline in decline than that blonde poodle on Earl's Dome. <laughs> As you can see, everyone... <laughs> and uh, the unique one, 80. Earl needs to go back to what he does best, getting tats and stroking it in photo shoots with Poogan. <laughs> and then we've had Troy underscore 79, hash Sackferner. And uh, Mike underscore existence, who is formerly Solzy. Yep, the Raiders off year has started. Dominated through meters all game. Hash, not ready for round one. Hash, trial form means nothing. So, um, yeah, and that's, you know, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, uh, the Campo 37. Shandor played as bad as his hair looked. Maybe more time on improving his hands and less time on selfies. Shit start. So, <laughs> very, very disappointed. Um, Very disappointed, uh... Canberra fans out there, obviously the trial form once again, you know, gave led them to believe that there was you know something brewing there, might be a decent season, but um, but no, but nothing. Next, what do we got? The Melbourne Storm thirty defeated St George Illawarra ten. Melbourne Storm's points came through a try to Slater, Widop, double to O'Neill, and one to Fanua. Five of five from Cameron Smith from the boot. St George Illawarra had a try to Soward which I think was an intercept. Uh, Nightingale also got a try, and Soward was 50% off the boot, one of two, so 30 points to 10, the final scoreline. Played in really hot conditions this game, um, and I think those conditions took their toll on the Dragons. Um, just couldn't maintain their intensity over long periods, um, and then started to cough up possession and field position, which is you know pretty much a cardinal sin against Melbourne. Um, I think we've, we've learned over the last few seasons that sides need to be almost perfect whilst throwing up new ideas and, and being very ultra-creative in attack to get the best of Melbourne. And that's a big ask um, for even the best of teams, but it's nigh on impossible for a side like the Dragons. Um, a, given their record in Melbourne. B, given the fact that they're just not a creative side. Um, and that they are more of a, you know, try and play that possession and field position type game and, and um, just grind teams into it. But um, it just it's just not happening for them. Uh, I think Steve Price is going to be under a lot of pressure over the coming months, and and the Dragons, you know, they've still got a lot of quality in that roster, um, but they're just not the same side they were a couple of seasons ago, and um, and they were really exposed against Melbourne. Yep, 
Agree, agree. Um, it's going to be a long year for Dragons. What did I have them second last? I think did I have them as second last? Or was certainly in the bottom four. Yeah. And you know they're kind of looking that way. Their defense they went down thirty to ten, but their defense I think overall, you know, especially you know in the first half it was it wasn't too bad. I mean I think it was what it was about eighteen eighteen nil at halftime I think, but it didn't look too bad. But and that's what they kind of base everything around, you know, in their successful period. Yeah. You know, back a couple of years now, but yeah. I just I just don't see where the points are going to come, you know, really. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Not many people tweeted about this game at all. Um, Channel 9, you know, you delayed... Something some... when the Dragons win, you can't shut their fans up. Yeah, it's just, yeah. But Jeremy underscore Jack 01 said, here are my thoughts on the Storm Dragons game. Ray Hadley commented, commentated, so I didn't watch it. Fuck off, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I saw the other tweets were all, you know, similarly. There was a lot of fuck off Tom, hash fuck off Tom happening. Um, and I actually didn't have the opportunity to see this game, so I have a feeling that you know I'm, I'm just going to presume that you know Waterhouse got his got his face time on this He's game. He's all as over well. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, people complaining about not showing the game live, and a lot of Thursday night was that as well in Queensland. Yeah. You know, not getting the game live, but you know I don't think no one gets the game live on Sunday though. Um, what else have we got? Dead set. That's about it. Hey, there's barely. Yeah, I'm just looking Maybe at Dragons here. fans just thought it's best to move on from that game. So yeah, let's do that. even yeah, even Storm. Yep, yeah, no, we yeah we've we've moved on. I mean they don't start tweeting again until the Cronulla game. So there you go. So you know, unlucky Dragons. I mean you know the Dragons used to be quite yeah quite the tweeted side. Here we go, Woody Solo, a Manly fan tweeting about it. Dragons and Bulldogs. Ha 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 ha. Deep breath. Ha 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 ha. Ray Hadley. Sigh. Hash <laughs> commentating in decline. Hash three quarter. <laughs> so let's move on to the Sunday night game or Sunday yeah Sunday evening you know didn't didn't feel like it was too night but uh, you know afternoon game Cronulla Sharks the embattled Cronulla Sharks 12 defeated the Gold Coast Titans 10 tries to Cronulla from Wright and Fafita Gordon 2 of 2 on the conversions Gold Coast tries to Mead and Taylor Caesar 1 of 2 off the conversions and ultimately proved to be the difference I think if Cronulla don't fold and or aren't decimated by the aftermath of this Asada thing, um, I think it might just really propel them on. Uh, the way that their fans are rallying and the way that the players are responding, um, it actually could turn out to be a blessing in disguise if they do come out of it relatively unscathed. Um, doesn't look like reports that, uh, by the reports that we've got that that's going to be the case, but um, they, they got a good crowd. Uh, that their players showed up for one another and and fought hard and and really really ground the Titans you know out of the game and uh, it was it was very close um, and the Titans did battle gamely I, I just think they were probably uh, outdone by the opposition having greater motivation they um they, the Titans were were better than I expected them to be especially in a tight game yeah um, I, I would have expected them to maybe fold um, a little bit early. Um, and and the sharks might have pushed on given the fact that they were playing in front of a big home crowd and 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 had that motivation. But the Titans really hung in, um, couldn't quite get it done in the end. But some good signs for their fans, whether that's this, a sign of of things to come or whether they um, managed to just hang in there um, is, is yet to be seen. But um, I think the sharks, the new recruits were good, um, and and the whole squad led by Gallon's influence, um, he really you know showed the way for them and, and the rest of the boys went with him and 
Um, you know, in what was a, a pretty tight um, game, not a not a huge scoreline, but I, I found it to be fairly entertaining, and um, and it was good to see that you know people getting out and supporting in Battle Club. I think a lot of people taking the emotion of the game, and it's given them a bit of rose-coloured glasses on what what this game was. It was a pretty ordinary game. Um, potentially, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go so far as say it was a Vuvuzela of a game, but it wasn't great. And at times there, it looked yeah, like I mean, it could be... Yeah, let's be fair, it was Cronulla and the Titans. Yeah, and, I mean, it was at, and it was at, you know, the the Vortex. Yeah. <laughs> let's not forget, that's a fucking Vortex. Yeah, I, I still, you know, enjoyed seeing how their new players went. Um, and also Dave Taylor um, for the Titans as well. Um, I just wanted to see how his fitness was and, and, and what he brought to the Titans. Um, yeah, so... Yep. Whilst I said it was an entertaining game, it was... I think it was, was a stories it was a great around spectacle it, the, the, of rugby league. There were some storylines around players sure. and around teams and you know the shark and stuff that made it more entertaining and more interesting to watch. Uh, Shabugan, Warren Smith Fox just said Idris Taylor sandwich. I wonder how much Devon would be on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we got? Then we got then we got Tourette's guy B one five five four two says Taylor and Idris need to give Pies a break. Try salad, you fat fucker. Wow. Hash fat touches, hash fuck off Tom. So he's been on the theme of the Tom Waterhouse thing. He Even loves Foxtel it. games, crazy. He's uh, obviously lost money to Tom Waterhouse, surely. And he followed up immediately after the very next tweet we got. I don't know who's thicker, Gaznia or Idris's post postcode sized gut. <laughs> and he's got hash thick fuck. He just, he just like it's like a Tourette's person, like except he says the bad stuff normally, and then the hashtags are like the Tourette's outburst, but they're even worse. <laughs> crazy. Um, GT three fifty one underscore Johns. Good crowd for the Sharks, but let's get real. They have a massive, huge roster, and they beat the Titans by two. Didn't set the world on fire. Yeah, that probably is a valid point, I guess. Yeah, and then um, Hammers said, uh, tough game for both teams, but probably the result football deserved. Pretty hard for the Titans to win tonight, but good effort. Yeah, I think we're, I mean, it might be a little bit of a, of a harsh call on the Titans. We are assuming that they're going to be shit this season. So, you know, it could turn out to be a really solid win for Cronulla too. Yeah, now the other thing people mentioned uh, was... Paul Gallen had some tape on his arm, yep. uh, on his right arm, that uh, had the, you know the names of the stood down guys, except not really. Like he had like you know Flano, physio uh, guy, then it had like doctor fizz, guy, fizz doc, and it had the other two names like escape me at the moment. But um, unless he calls them like you know the nicknames doc, <laughs> and the names fizz for the physical guy, fizzo, yeah, imagine, fizzo, yeah, I, yeah. fizzo. Slip us some of those peptides and, and life some of, horsey juice. Life of Ty refers to that one. Says Gallon peptides ruin brain cells. Can only remember three out of five names. Well, obviously he's not too not too close to um you know the other two guys. Physio guy and doctor guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I think that, I think that's about it for that game. Just going through these uh these tweets here. A lot of the nice community stuff here this time for the for the listeners of the of the show. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of them going back and forth with each other, you know, which we didn't get you know get that a lot last year. Sure, but now I mean, you know, obviously the followers have all kind of converged and you know they're following each other. So you know we're getting a lot of a uh, lot of sledging and stuff going on there as well. Um, Monday night foot bitch, we've let it, we've delayed it long enough. <laughs> the Newcastle Knights, forty two, defeated the West Tigers, ten. And let's be clear, only 10 because of a try in the 80th minute to mm. the Tigers. It could have been worse. In which Benji missed the kick. <laughs> <laughs> As Benji's do. Um, now, we had tries. We had a double to McManus. Another hat trick to Uate Pate, of course. And a double to Gay Guy. And uh, five of seven conversions for Gidley. Two of two penalties for Gidley. 
Um, and over to West Tigers. Try to Blair. Try to Moulton. One of two from Benji. What say you about this? I want to start off by saying Newcastle looked the goods this season. Um, they looked very impressive. Uh, their forwards just rolled over the top of the Tigers. Um, much has been said about the Tigers' pack being bigger and stronger this season. They've had the toughest preseason ever, um, and they folded like Pillows. a fucking piece of origami. Yep. Uh, Mason was good. Um, I think Jeremy Smith, Bo Scott, really, you know, found their feet quite early on. If this game is anything to go by, uh, and then Mullen, Gidley, Boyd, Uate, Gay Guy. Just carved up the whole night. It was fucking horrible to watch. It is very early days, but, you know, it's round one. I'm and there wasn't a lot of signs that anyone outside of Robbie wanted to play for, for Mick Potter or for the jersey, for that matter. That's right. Robbie was the only one to put in. He got 50-odd tackles mm. again. Um, decent performance on the Supercoach as well, just quietly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the rest of them, honestly... Benji, playing in his preferred yeah. position, um, you know, he's... Bitched and moaned about playing halfback over the last couple of seasons. Coach lets him do what he wants. Um, you know, he, he gets put in the number six jersey, saw very little ball, albeit behind a well-beaten pack, but yep. didn't really go looking for it either. Yeah, and you know, I'm just, I, I just don't know how much credit to give Newcastle for this because the Tigers were, were fucking thoroughly inept. You know, they'd they have, they concede a try, you know, then kick it out concede another try. Then there was that situation where I can't remember who it was that went for that stupid offload and, you know, went to ground and, you know, uh, and then it was, I think, Gay Guy, you know, towed it up and caught it and, you know, it was a foot race for sort of an intercept try. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that just, that's the time when the fight went out of them because, you know, you've got to remember they scored, you know, pretty much straight away and were in the lead. Yeah. And um, they started, you know, started with a flurry and that was all she wrote. I think, um, Ashford, Moulton, and to a lesser extent, Lawrence, probably had the most approved for the Tigers, um, given the seasons they had last year, and I think they were probably the worst performed. Yeah, well, that's right. Lawrence, Lawrence, it's a victory for him to even get on the field with his Betty White, you know, <laughs> injury issues. Um, I, I, I'm not calling for wholesale changes. Uh, it could ultimately turn out to be a blip on the radar, and we might just have the reverse of, of last season where we won our first game fairly unconvincingly and went on to lose five or six straight. Um, but geez, they're gonna a polar opposite. You lost your first game on Monday Night Football last year to the Canterbury. No, we didn't. We won our first game in Golden Point on a Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval against Cronulla. I was there. Oh, that's of course that was yeah, but that was that one with the yeah. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah, no, you're right. That was the one with that bullshit penalty. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, yeah, I think Newcastle look good. They showed a lot of good signs, but the jury's gonna have to remain out on them too for a month or so because their opposition was fairly fucking useless. Um, and I was very disappointed. And there's nothing worse than my wife's not the greatest rugby league fan in the world. Um, and <laughs> she was doing stuff on the computer. We just bought a house yesterday. It was all the household was cock a hoop. Jackson was excited. Um, my mum was excited. They're all whooping around. I'm sitting there watching the footy. They all come into the room. Nicklin's like, whoa. <laughs> She's she. Does not. She's not a subtle person, my no. wife. She's more like a sledgehammer to the face. And she's like, um, "Are you just not going to watch rugby league this year?" I'm like, <laughs> she's written them off straight away. Yeah, she's just got literally got a big black pen and written a line through the Tigers. Jackson's like, "Oh, Dad, 
Oh, no. Daddy, you... Oh, he comes Ooh. over, gives me this massive cuddle. Oh, sorry, Dad. It's like I'd lost a pet or a family member or something. <laughs> and I very nearly did because I wanted to shoot them all. Um, but this is the sort of effect that performances like that have on my household. <laughs> uh, it was fucking horrible to watch. But I took my medicine, I watched it all, and um, I'm expecting a massive turnaround this coming week. Jeez, and I have to say, at this point, poised at the end of the first round, it's it's anyone it's anyone's guess who's going to get the jersey out of you and Matt Lenapis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yes. Uh, Twitter, MMA Dave Mac, uh, Brandy quoted on Fox Sports, it's a real bonus for Jared Mullen to have Kirk Gidley back inside him. Awkward. Awkward. Not sure about that. Uh, what else have we got there? Uh, the Chapo 82 said, it's as if the Sheenius has never left the Tigers. Somewhere, Tigers somehow, Tim Sheens is probably sitting in Salford. Pissing himself laughing. Smoking a cigar. Yeah. Lamenting. The Tigers in decline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew underscore Nathan five said Knights hash Tigers in decline. How's Mick Potter looking for coach of the year, Glenn? Fuck, it's week one, mate. <laughs> Give the guy a break. Freak owner. I must admit he did handle himself well in the press conference. Mick Potter was What's very it? poised, answered the questions quite well, took his medicine, um, and you know I think that was good. Good first up press conference for him. Another uh, you know another ten of those, and he might start frazzling a bit though. Getting a, bit, getting a bit stroppy like Timbo. We'll be, lucky. we'll be lucky to lose another three games, let alone ten. All right. The, the clock. Run well, starts now. Well, you're talking you're, you're talking shit about undefeated already. That's gone. Isn't that terrible when it goes first round? Yeah, it is pretty shit. <laughs> uh, Freak At least o- I had it for a week last week based on yeah. shoddy refereeing. Yeah. Freak 09. Sheens is a genius. He got out the year before the Tigers won the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? Given the performance of some other squads, I don't think the Tigers are going to win the spoon, but it was pretty bad. JR underscore buff. The Knights are like Kobe Bryant in a Colorado hotel room. Unstoppable. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, the underscore Q78 said, uh, Tigers are fucking awful. Defense was obviously sacked along with Tim Sheens. <laughs> People were really really rejoicing about this performance from the Tigers. And I don't understand what there is to rejoice about. Oh, they, they, they like to uh, throw my quite calculated and thorough... Thoroughly researched predictions back, back in into face. my face. Yeah, yeah. Such as Tigers winning comps undefeated and all yeah. these sorts of things. The, Coach of the year. The underscore Q78 came back again and said, Fair Dinkum, the Tigers membership membership should come with a business card for Lifeline. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how Tigers in decline didn't trend on Monday night just quietly looking at these tweets. <laughs> uh, Jacoby Nelson. How furiously is Tim Sheen's masturbating right this very second, I wonder? <laughs> Get the hash rally towel ready. Gosh. Um, and then people started obviously saying, you know, you can't call it Tigers in decline anymore. It's like, you know, Tigers in free fall, Tigers in extinction, Tigers in this, you know. We've heard enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to see if we've got one more. Oh, bring UFC to Oz. So the NRL is looking at introducing relegation after watching Tigers play tonight. <laughs> Oh, this 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 so funny. Jacoby Nelson, even with all the shit going down at the Sharks, Bo Ryan has got to be thinking still be playing for the fucking Tigers. Yeah, I find that hard to argue with at the moment. Hammers, Tigers aiming to be the first ever team to finish seventeenth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end on this one. Stuart Marler said, uh, "By marrying Brayton Astor, Jody Gordon earns the honour of being the last person to see some West Tigers tackle." Wow. 
Oh, no, we'll give the final word to Tiger Benji. Tiger oh, underscore Benji. God. A couple more year, years of these sorts of performances every week, and I'll know what it's like to be a para fan. <laughs> so a bit of a... A bit of He's a, flipped it straight around. A bit of a backhander, yeah. Previews kicking off this week is another Thursday night game. The Parramatta Eels take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at ANZ Stadium. The old rivalry. Very Bulldog. early in the season. Bulldogs still a little bit underdone. Eels uh, on a massive high. Yeah. Still paying about $2.50 last I looked, or $2.30. Probably or something not like bad that. money, given their form and the fact that the Bulldogs are, are, are missing some key troops. So... Um, it's at Adding Z Stadium, so hopefully that both uh, groups of supporters will get out and support this and, and and put a big crowd there. Mate, I reckon the crowd is going to be full of two things: one, dusty Parramatta jerseys, and two, brand new Parramatta jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Eels will win. I don't know about that. I don't think it'll be a blowout scoreline like they had last week, but um, I think they might get over the top of the Bulldogs. I think the Bulldogs can defend better than the Warriors can. I'd agree with that. Um, you know, the Warriors you know, have still got some attack. They don't have the off-the-cuff brilliance of uh, of Barber, but, you know, they've still got Josh Morris, who's still very good, you know. He is such a good player, Josh Captain Morris. Captain Snooze, you know. You know, let's, well, you know, Captain Snooze. You know I, what I else they've say. got? Chris no, Keating. Yeah, Eels well, to win. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Chris Keating. Not good. But what, yeah. Is is Hodkinson still injured? Or is he playing Reggie's? He's playing Reggie's. I think they're going to... Fuck! I, I heard a rumour that they were, they, they were basically going to try and offload him. Um, and so he could end up popping up at the Dragons the way they're going with their halves. So, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's happened to him. Uh, I mean, he was injured a lot, you know, last year and couldn't find his way back into the side because obviously they're on a roll in his absence. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what his status is at the moment, but... He's got to be a better option, surely. I, you know, when you're going to put, you know, Chris Keating in at number seven, you know, it, it doesn't say much for you. you know, it it put basically puts a negative value on T. Hodkinson. Yes. Um, I'm I'm really struggling to pick a winner for this one. Um, you know, I want to pick Bulldogs as an instinct because you know naturally they're a better side, but you know the Eels are confident, and I guess you know if anything, this will be a test of you know, how valid their first round win over the Warriors was. Yeah. Whether it was the Warriors being terrible or they were actually, you know, got something going on this year. Because their team, you know, other than a couple of superstar players in um, key positions, yeah, they're quite, yeah, you know. When you think yeah, they've about got it, some, yeah, they've got some fringe in there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, they've got Ben Robertson aside. I mean, I find it really hard to tip a team with Ben Robertson aside, <laughs> frankly. Um, moving on to Friday Night Football, of course, and it's the Broncos again. Taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons down there at Wynn Stadium, uh, down at Wollongong. How do you see this one playing out? Broncos away from home. Dragons fucking woeful last week. Both sides, I think, are very... I think they're, they're very comparable, you know? I mean... Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. I'd, I'd probably give the edge as far as the quality of the personnel to the Broncos, but... Um, I see Dragons fans blowing up that Thirsty hasn't got a run yet, and and they've sort of turned on Nathan Fien, who was Cause he quite nothing, quite lauded, um, not two seasons ago. Jeez, yeah. um, they fucking forget it, easy. Um, but, but yeah, they're they're all calling for drink water, but um, he hasn't got a run this week. Jared Beal against his old club, 
might be looking for a big game. Yeah, might Interesting. Be. I'd probably lean towards the Broncos. I'm just thinking the Dragons at home might uh, might turn one in, and um, and and beat the Broncos. But if I have to, if to have to pick a winner, which is the whole purpose of this segment of the show, um, I'm going to go for the Broncos. Yeah, this is a really hard one to tip. And, you know, the, I picked Bronco, uh, picked Dragons to come second last, and I picked the Broncos to finish, you know, like around, around ninth or tenth, I think. Mm. But, you know, just seeing, you know, the trend with the Broncos at the moment and just seeing how difficult it is to separate these two sides, I, I think what this says is that, you know, the Broncos are actually a lot worse than previously thought mm. and might finish further down the well, table than previously we, thought. We only have one week to go off to, so I might yeah. give them... The benefit of the doubt for for another week and um and tipping to beat the dragons, yeah, the who prob- I think are going to be a fairly ordinary side this season. Yeah, the the problem with the, the with the Broncos is that you know they they just seem to lack structure. They lack leadership. I, th- I don't think Thaiday is a very good captain at all. I mean that you know talk and things like that. It seems like Peter Wallace is trying to assume, mm. uh, you know the the leadership role in the side, but you know then he's not the captain. Thaiday is. Thaiday doesn't seem to do a lot. You know as far as captaincy type things, I think they've probably got better options of guys that they could you know select. Uh, in that, and does that affect them? You know, there's the fitness thing. I mean, you know, the dragons. Fuck, you ask a lot of questions. Just pick a winner, mate. Fucking, I don't know, man. Um, I really don't know. I mean, I'd I'd like to think the Broncos will win the game, but you know, no faith, none, none whatsoever. Negative faith. <laughs> Next up, Saturday, five thirty game. New Zealand Warriors taking on the Sydney Roosters over there at Eden Park in Auckland. Sorry, I had the wrong game up. Um, <laughs> Warriors were very bad. Roosters still struggling for uh, for combination in the halves. Warriors are going to have to be better at home, surely. Roosters are a better side, period, though, I think. Especially, you know, you've got to take into account that, you know... They, Certainly on paper. They looked okay through the trials as well, the Roosters. Um, once again, they're, you Beat know... The Tigers. Yep. Sonny Bill returns at Eden Park. Home of some of his glorious rugby union victories. Does does uh, Mateo's been benched? Uh, harsh, which is, harsh which, call. It's harsh, but I mean he played off the bench a lot. You know, has late, done yeah, throughout has, his has career on his and off. Yeah. So, um, wow, well, it's a sad indictment on the Warriors that I'm tipping the Roosters to I'm beat them. The Roosters fairly confidently to, to too. beat them uh, away from home, and um, Elijah Taylor at hooker. Wow. Yeah. Does not strike me as a dummy half by any stretch of the imagination. I've got a little bit of a dummy half story. Jackson started out saying, dummy half? I've heard of him. <laughs> I was like, no, it's a position, mate. He goes, he plays for a bunch of different teams, eh, Dad? I said, no, it's a position, kid. <laughs> so I started getting frustrated with him because that's just, what's, what was he thinking? Yeah. This goes against everything I've taught him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then he's like, now whenever he's a commentator, say dummy half, he's like, ah, dummy half, I've heard of him. And he looks over at me waiting for my reaction with a stupid <laughs> grin saying, on his yeah, face what are, like, what are you going to yeah, do? What do you got, Dad? What do you got in the kitty? <laughs> Shut up, kid. Because I don't know I got the kitty. Child abuse, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I'll tell you a story. I, was, I, I can't remember who it was, but um, I saw it on, on Twitter, you know, Warriors fans, you know, the, the lineup came out and they were, they were lamenting uh, the fact that um, Bill Tupo was in the side there. And, uh, not a fan. Not a fan. Not fans. Not a fan at all. And you know this. This is. I'm going to tell you. It's only one round into the comp, but this is how desperate Warriors fans are. They were. They were f- mooting the possibility of. Would it not be better to have Dominic Peru 
Wow. In the French side. for reserve grade. French for fucking turnstile too. Um, yeah, no. Jeez, have they ever seen him play? I sent him straight. I said, no, you don't want that. Trust me, man. You don't want that. You know, yeah, he's got an exotic sounding name and shit, but you know, it doesn't mean anything. He sounds French. You know what French people do when the guns comes to a battle? They fucking roll over. Surrender, man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm tipping yeah. the Roosters and fairly yeah, confidently. I think it's going to come together when you think of, you know... There's enough Kiwis in the Roosters side, they're not going to be intimidated at Eden Park. Maloney Pierce, it's going to get better, better as it goes. You know, Sonny Bill, he's going to get better with more game time. I believe he's starting this game, or well, he is he starting is, yes. this game. Um, you know, Jennings great. Kenny Dow, I think will, you know, I think he'll get better off, you know, the improved halves conversation. I think, you know, I don't have any problem at all tipping the Roosters for that game. Watch them lose. <laughs> Next up, uh, the 7.30 game, North Queensland Cowboys take on Melbourne Storm at 1300 Smiles Stadium. Fucking hell. <laughs> the worst stadium name in Ever. the world. But clubs will sell their soul for a dollar. They will. There is no doubt about that. They will. First big test of the season for the Cowboys, I think. Um, oh, absolutely. They, they faced an underdone opposition last week. Um, the Storm at full strength. Um, Cowboys at home I think we'll learn a lot about where the Cowboys are at the Storm didn't look to have missed a beat last week so um, a big ask for them but I think Cowboys might just get it done Storm not happy with the heat playing the game up in Townsville they played in 33 degrees on Sunday yeah what's it going to be like up there this year? I guess it's night time so it's always going to be less isn't it 6.30 at night geez. yeah okay um, yeah I, it's fucking hard you know, Storm Storm they just keep trucking they do. Cowboys. Junior Moore's former, former Tiger on the bench for the Storm. Um, he was okay. He's about 40, 45 points last week. He's one of my yeah. cheapies that I bought for my Supercoach side. Sure. For the possibility of reserve. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to go the Cowboys in that one. You know, Storm, you know, they've got that defense. It's going to it's gonna be a big test. I mean, because like, the Storm can put on points, but, you know, they're always based around, you know, this, you know, grinding style and, you know, and solid defense. Cowboys, you know... There was a period there a couple of years ago when they were kind of a defensive side, um, and with the whole Ben Walker, Sam Pitt, and everything like that that they had up at the, up there training. Yeah, but when you base your but, side but around Thurston like, and Bowen, yeah. and you've got outside backs attack. like Ashley Gray and Brent Tate, yep, um, Kane Linnett, who's who's a quality player, and Winnerstein is probably slowly getting back to to being the finisher that he was at the Broncos. So um, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable tipping the Cowboys in that one. Yeah. Tough. I think I still have to go with the Storm because as well as the Cowboys uh, seen, appear to be going, um, you know, the Storm are the Storm. I say purple cheats, but also, you know, solid side. Okay, Gold Coast Titans take on the Canberra Raiders at Skilled Park on uh, Sunday afternoon, 2pm or 1pm Queensland, so that's going to be nice and hot. Yeah, it will be. Obviously, the Raiders, as we spoke about before, um, no Fergie Ferg and no... Uh, Douchebaggerson. Douchebaggerson. Dorgensen. <laughs> yeah, um, and they're travelling. You know, they've never been a travelling side anyway, as you know, we always say about them. Titans' record at home isn't that flash either. Um, They've sold 6,000 people here, quoted 13. <laughs> <laughs> or do you think that there's like, you know, some, some renewed hope or whatever for, you know, the Titans and, you know, some renewed, you know, fans coming to the game? Do you think that, I hope you know, they do like, get a crowd. Do you think guys like Dave Taylor are, you know, going to bring the extra people through the turnstiles? No, but I hope they do. They, they, you know, they deserve the support. Um, the players are going to be out there giving their all for for 80 minutes, and um, they deserve to to have people come and watch them play. Mm-hmm. And I think they might get a win. I think the Raiders. Um, 
probably going to be reeling a little bit from the bullshit around um, Dugan and Ferguson. And um, it, it also, you know, not only is it going to have an effect on the, on the you know, the confidence of the squad, but their ability to score points um, with two of their, you know, so-called star players out, I think the Titans might get it done. Raiders are in disarray. Pick the Titans to win. I mean, you know, they weren't they weren't very good against the Sharks, but they didn't get blown out. And uh, against a side that you know had uh, a significant you know emotional advantage, mm. I thought. Um, so yeah, I will pick the Titans as well. I just look at their side, and there's nothing. There's just nothing that I like about it. Yeah. But the Raiders are an absolute rabble at the moment, and uh, you know, with this extra you know standing down of you know two of their their best attacking players. Sure. Yeah. Not a fan. All right, the West Tigers take on the Penrith Panthers. Battle of the West. Out at Campbelltown Sports Stadium. The Penrith Panthers, you know, hashtagging we own the West on their social media. Is that right? Yeah, they own the West apparently. But then West Tigers, what's this hash, it's my life shit? Is that like, you know, they're Bon Jovi fans or... Oh, clearly. They're Westies. Explain to me the campaign, hash, it's my life. Well... It's what well, I haven't looked at their marketing, what they've what they're branding that on. What what is it all it's about? It's my life, and I'll end it if I want to. End it if I want to, because I support the West Tigers. You would neck yourself too if you happen to support these bunch of fucking people that can't play rugby league. God damn it! <laughs> oh, we've seen a meltdown. It's <laughs> fantastic. A musical meltdown. <laughs> Um, I was thinking, you know, you're you're a Bon Jovi fan. I thought you'd go that way rather than you know, the, it's my party. You know, <laughs> yes. Well, the Tigers were f- very very ordinary last week. Um, they're coming off Monday night football, which is never a good sign for a squad. But tell you what, if they can't turn it around and hook in at Campbelltown Stadium, spiritual home of Westies the world over, um, then they better fucking turn it up. Yep, this is a big test. The Panthers, I think, are another question mark side from round one. Yep. Had a great win over a side that is, you know, certainly a rabble. How much of, you know, how much is its quality on their part? How much is it was their, their lack of opposition? Well, let's face it, if they get the same lack of opposition the night's got on Monday night, it could be a very long day for the Tigers. Yeah, it will be. But, you know, the Tigers, on paper anyway, are a better side. Yeah. They're Even better with than they Tim were on being the first name you read on that list. Yeah. When, when are you going to get some hot sauce in there? This I don't know. Last chance. I how, don't how have many, the answers. How many weeks does Molson get to prove himself? Because Six. obviously, when you go through the trials and stuff like that, you know, guys that worked hard in the off season, you know, get their rewards. So Molson must have done something to get that spot because he certainly wasn't a default. You know. No, but um, Tedesco also young guy coming back from. You know, you don't want to mm. whack that extra mental hurdle of him. You know, trying to. Come into a struggling side at, at fullback when you, you're still battling to get over your uh, serious knee injury as well. So they're obviously giving him all the time he needs to to overcome that and, and ease him into the squad. I'm guessing. And um, yeah, like I said, if they can't win at Campbelltown against the Panthers, then they better turn it up. So I'm picking the Tigers. Yeah, and like there would have been any other possible pick that you would have made. I tried to make it sound like I really thought that out. And I'll pick the Tigers because surely they can't be as bad as they look. It better fucking not be. I may not be here next week. Sunday evening, the mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Newcastle Knights at Brookie. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere there. It'll be a full house. Uh, better sun- be. Sunday evening, that's what you want. I what mean, excuses are they, Manly fans got for not turning up on a Sunday night game? None. It's going to be a full right. fucking house, I just told you. Yeah, you've said that before and there's been about eight people there. 
I've never ever claimed full house and hasn't been anything less than full house. Okay. So this one, well, the Knights, once again, question mark side. I yeah, mean, it is a big uh, test, much like the Cowboys game. It's a big test for the Knights, isn't it? It is a big test. Uh, Manly, um, very similar side to, to last time. Uh, one difference is that they have uh, Tom Simons, their recent acquisition from the Chooks. Mm. He's popped up in number 20, carved it up in New South Wales Cup last week, scored two tries. Wow. Apparently he's looking very good, and you know he played. Uh, you know what he played City Country 2011, so yeah. you know, struggled to injury a little bit at the Roosters. Uh, he's going to get his chance to get some ring, uh, premiership ring over here at Manly. So, um, and we'll be happy to oblige Manly 13 plus. The Knights are going to realise yeah, but- when they're not playing, when they're actually playing an opposed game, <laughs> when there's two teams on the field, it doesn't quite go the way that they expected it to go. Yeah, I think the Knights will get a lot out of this game, um, given the quality of their opposition, but I think the Eagles might just squeak home. Good to see Rochow getting consistent game time for the Knights. Yes, even if they do continue to pronounce his name incorrectly. Yeah, I mean... Much like his parents do. And probably he himself. Why won't they learn? Ignoramus, I don't even know why we support him. (laughs) Manly by plenty. Brookie, never lose. Okay, next. Sunday... Oh, we've got two Sunday evening games. No. Oh, yeah. So in front of me here, I've got Brookvale, 6.30pm Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I've got uh, Olympic Park, Sunday, 6.30pm. South Sydney Rabbitohs, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. No. So one of those is wrong. Because the early the um Rabbitohs and Sharks is uh, the 18th of March, being Monday night football. Okay, so okay, so this I believe I copied this uh, team listing from perhaps the Telegraph site. Maybe it was similar. No wonder it's wrong. I can't remember. But in any case, you're wrong, you fucking morons. Okay, so Monday night football, South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. This one, well. One of the one of the few games where we've got two winners coming up against each other mm. uh, this week, and um, yeah, the Rabbitohs look very good. I think in dispatching Chooks. Yeah. I think they looked too good last week to to be troubled by the Sharks too much, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. And you know, you find with these teams that are under the pump like this, there's the emotion game. Maybe yeah, there is a dip. Two games, and yeah. then there's a dip. Remember the storm with the salary cap thing? How they yeah. came out the week after and just absolutely pumped someone by forty. The Warriors, yeah. And then the week after that, I think they pumped them by forty. And then they ended up playing the Broncos and got, you know, done by heaps and then, you know, sort of the, the, the you know, the air went out of them. Mm. I think just it's just at a basic level, the Rabbitohs are a far better side than the Sharks. Sharks have a very impressive, you know, look on paper. But, you know, I just think with the, all the crap going around there, um, just not sure it's going to translate. The loss of Sam Burgess is, is a big one for the Rabbitohs, but... Um and Michael Crocker, captaining from the bench in true Kurt Gidley style. Yep. Sporting a magnificent moustache too, I might add. You have plenty of time to groom it on the bench, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs, they were just too impressive last week to, to go away from them. Yep. I think, I think the Rabbitohs, easily. Easily, I, I reckon. Um, unless, you know, who knows? We still don't know what's going to happen with Flanagan at this stage. There's been, you know, reports that he could come back sooner rather than later. Mm. Uh, you know, if if he could what's come, the point of standing him down then? I don't, I don't fucking get it. The way the way I saw it was that you know they sacked all these other guys, and then they stood him down. I thought it was because they like you know wanted to sort of 
you know, covertly support him by standing him down while this Asada shit happened. Then when it's all blown over and all been resolved, they bring him back and, you know, the shit's been cleared off the fan at that point and he's like, you know, he comes through it. He wasn't a face, you know, through that whole time, so he's a little bit, like, untarnished. But then I saw a report on the weekend, I think it was, when he, when apparently he's, like, was informed about the peptide stuff back in 2011 or whenever it was and, mm. and, he's, and he said, like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to know about it. Like, and that's what that was one of the reasons why he was stood down and why these other guys were sacked. So I just don't. Interesting. It's you know, and then I just hope when it's all said and done, I hope that we get a result, and I hope it's not to the to the massive detrimental effect of the sharks. But either way, we need to get answers, and we need to get a result from such a something's been played out in the media, and you know, people have been dragged through the mud, etc. Like if it all just peters away to nothing, and then you've got this aftermath of God knows what's going to be left. Yep. It's um, it's going to be pretty poor form. Yep, I agree. But uh, yeah, in this case, Rabbitohs get the win. That is full time for episode 111. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League and we're on Facebook facebook.com forward slash this week in league so make sure you hit the like button hit the share button on the post things like that you know retweet the stuff that we put up on Twitter which you guys do anyway you do a fantastic job and we thank you very much iTunes wow mentioned something about reviews last week and um, didn't you guys fucking deliver in a big way absolutely uh, five new reviews this week and uh, we'll just go from the most recent must have NRL podcast five stars from Mango X getting better every season love your work boys funny stuff and you really know your stuff do yourself a favor and give it a go then we've got a hash people giving one star in decline five stars from Mickey T 1985 how anyone can give this dynamic duo one star is beyond me and while some may not like their blatant homerism it's what makes this show enjoyable and funny um he does go on and say some more, and I don't have it in front of me. Fucking fail. Me in decline. <laughs> but thank you very much, Mick. It was uh, Mick Tracy. No one's got any Mick. interest in anything he has to say. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we got I Heart TWI League, five stars from Erin Louise Tate. So I think this is a bit of a payback for giving her, you know, mentioning her name to Maddie last week. As a uh, potential stalker. Yeah, as a potential stalker. There's <laughs> <laughs> awesome podcast by two of the good guys who not only genuinely love rugby league, but know a heck of a lot about it. Their recaps and previews are comprehensive, but hilarious and sometimes harsh, but always fair. And wow. Which I'll remind her when, I'm, when I shit on the Broncos from a yeah. great height. <laughs> she has Next to... time she pulls out her claws to start scratching your face off, just remember we're always harsh. Yeah. Always fair. Now, there's something in every podcast for every NRL fan, even famous guest stars like Matt Levinez and Choppy Close. I especially love how Nate and Glenn interact with listeners via Twitter and Facebook and take into consideration their thoughts and ideas and, of course, mercilessly sledge them. I even kept listening after Nate called the great man Lockie a turnstile. That's how good they are. (laughs) Love your work, guys. Um, we've got another one here. Here we go, boys. Five stars from Ben1109. Knowledgeable, concise, funny, entertaining. No, really. I'm only posting this because they wanted me to rate in the iTunes top 10 in their first week back. And why not? The guys are the most knowledgeable and entertaining rugby league podcast on the planet. Hash, gotta love this podcast. And finally, we have, like listening to two drunken ex-cons in a pub chat about footy, five stars from <laughs> Bet This Name Isn't Taken. <laughs> 
It's a podcast about the footy made by two mates that talk about the footy, slander the hey, rest hey, of the Hey, 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 let's players. not call us mates. Yeah, well, this is the thing. You know, people know the story how this show came together. And I mean, you know, when we started, we really didn't know each other that well. <laughs> um, where are we? Slanders the, the refs, officials, the players, commentators, and 14 of the 16 teams, their own are naturally immune from such slander. They call it like they see it in a humorous and to the point couple of hours weekly. So, I don't know. Uh, my team's devoid of slander. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I certainly touch up. Yeah, I, I certainly touch them up for you. <laughs> but thank you very much for the reviews. And, um, and, you know, whether it was reviews and new subscribers, I mean, just like I see see on the, the desktop all the time while I'm working through the data, see, you know, bam, new follow, new follow, new follow all the time. And um, and we did, we, we, I think we got up to uh, as high as number two that I saw on the charts the day that we released it. And at this point, we're still in the top 10. And that wasn't usually, the, you know, that wasn't always the case. I mean, no. usually you would sort of, you know, uh, get in the top five somewhere. And then you you know you kind of dip down um, you know towards the end of the cycle, but you know here we are recording the next episode and we're still in the top eight at the time of recording, top ten in the time of recording. So that's fantastic, and um, it just goes to show you know you guys are awesome spreading the word and uh, getting it done for us. Now tipping, one week down, so you know there's not a lot in it, but we've only got three people who uh, got a perfect round last week in our tipping competition, and we got tons of you know over a hundred people in the tipping comp. I think mm. um, number one Skinny, who's a guy that we know very well. Uh, Sky, whose uh, little ones get swimming lessons the same yes. time as your son and my two kids. Yes. So uh, he's uh, yeah eight from eight, and he's number one. Andrew Smyrniotis, he's also 100%, so he's in second position. Must be on you know, the differential thing. And uh, the real Jedi, he also... So that's fantastic to see two Manly fans in the top uh, three. Yes, and not really. Fourth, Animal NZ, seven. He's a Manly fan as well. Jesus. And we've got Toto, then on seven, we've got a lot of people, but uh, we've got Toto TV on seven. We've got Lanier, Manly Fan on seven. Williams277, Manly Fan on seven. Um, then we've got Barjars Hanson on seven. Ben Dunn on seven. Michael Darren79 on seven. And me on seven. So I'm one point off the top, but I'm in 11th place. How do I go? 37th. But I think you're on only, I think you're on about sixth. Six, six uh, right out of eight. It was... I never get seven. You know, I, I don't think I got a perfect round all last year. Yeah. And I barely got about five a week. So for, to get seven in the first week, I was, you know, very happy. It's probably the best score I've got in 12 months. Um, which means it was probably a very easy round to tip. <laughs> if I got that many. <laughs> Fantasy. We don't hit the head-to-head stuff in our competitions for a couple of weeks yet, but we do have that overall group competition. And... Uh, I didn't take notice of where we are in in, in the uh, in, in this competition at the moment. How dare you! Uh, but uh, I just wanted to give uh, some shout out to the guys at the top. Uh, Millsy's mongrels. Jesus, uh, who do, the hell's that? Doing very well. Got one thousand one hundred eighty nine in the first week. Is that the guy that hosted the new Young Talent Time, Millsy? Probably not. That's what you remember Millsy from, is it? Okay. Gavin's guns. So he's uh, got uh, eleven forty two. Another high score. Uh, Dane Laurie for PM. Is that eleven thirty nine? That guy should just win everything yeah. due to his uh, team name. Mighty Bulldogs, eleven thirty six. Toto's Terrors, eleven seventeen. So he's in the uh, top five of the of the fantasy group and top five of the tipping. Nice one. We got Cheek Star, eleven twelve. The B Team, eleven ten. And that's uh, that's Marcus A. So I assume that could be Marcus. Uh, Broncos oh, fan, Oh, yeah. Know? Court of Jowls, Nigel Bridgman, 1108. Sea Eagle Assassins, 
Johnny G, aka Berkeley Eagle on Twitter. That's eleven oh four, and that's everyone. That, that's the top nine, and they're the guys that got over eleven hundred in the first uh, week. And, and that's where you got to be, eh? And I highly commend the Drop Bears, Michael K. He got uh, ten ninety nine, so that's not bad in the first week. It's 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 hard on me. Like I really only care about the head to head stuff. So I've got a couple of weeks to kind of build your team, but you know these guys have shot out of the gates with great, great points early on. Yeah. So you know this, uh, you know there is competition here, and this group is going to come down to uh, you know points rather than wins and stuff like that. So you know, good on you guys for getting out there early. And uh, shop, of course, we still got stock of the Revelation shirt hats and stubby coolers. So hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop. As I said last week, you know, we're going to clearance mode. You'll see the price of the Revolution shirt is uh, in stock, limited numbers of each size, and it's half price. So you can pick it up for 20 bucks, I think it is now. Um, Cheapest chips. Yep, and uh, we want to get new stock of everything in, and including rally towels. So if you spend over 50 bucks, we'll throw in a stubby cooler for free. And, uh, you know, we want to get stuff done like Tigers in Decline shirts and, you know, that kind of stuff and Tool Nation shirt things like that. So, as we said at the top of the show, this rally towel shit has not slipped us by as a possibility as well. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, get in there, grab yourself a shirt, grab yourself a hat, especially the hats. And it was good to see some hats at the uh, the footy on Friday night yep. too. So uh, Good times. It was good times. And the good thing about the hat is, you know, you can wear your jersey, support your team, and throw the hat on top and, you know. So what us two Just legends look like a <laughs> general smooth motherfucker. Exactly, exactly. Jonesy looks sensational in his hat. I must say. Well, it was the best thing about him. <laughs> the best part was it was covering up a large portion of his head. <laughs> so that's it for this week. It is. Go Manly again. West Tigers, please don't suck as bad this week. Yeah, I couldn't take two performances like that in a row. I had enough of them last season. See you next week. See ya.